Hey sisters and the Sister Speak family, this is Tammy in New Jersey of the House Targaryen, and I will take what is mine with fire and blood. Hey sisters, this is Brother Ray from St. Louis, a man will always listen to Sister Speak Game of Thrones podcast. Follow my clueless. Hi, this is Jackie from the San Francisco Bay Area. Welcome to House Sister Speak. The wine is sweet, but our family is salty. Hey sisters, this is Shalita from Philly. Winter is coming. This is Anthony B. out of Chicago, listening to the Sister Speaks podcast featuring Sister J and Sister K, with a wide variety of fans who leave a long-ass email. So let's get started. Hello sisters, it's Stephen here from Ormkirk, England, and the Northerners will never forget. This is Sister Tip Tip from Norfolk, Virginia. Sister J and Sister K, go get them, ladies. Dracaris. Hey, Sister J. What's up, Sister K? This is Robert from the Bay. Winter is coming. All men must die, but I'm a crow. This is Samantha in Wisconsin. Owning a dragon is great when it fits in your hand, but if it's big enough to bite your head off, you might want to think again. Hey sisters, this is Willie calling from LA. Is there something wrong with your leg, boy? Can you walk? Do I have to carry you? The solid little blade. I think I'll pick more teeth with it. Alright, sisters, love you. Hey, this is Amy Michonne, and I'm just calling to say, Bracadas, motherfucker. Hello, sisters, and the Sisters Speak Game of Thrones family. This is Paris calling from Mobile, Alabama to say, Valar Margules. Hi, this is Andreas, aka Tammy's husband from New Jersey. Here is walking a freaking dragon in Dutch for you. Ik ben een godvergeten draak aan het uitlaten. Bye, sisters. Hi, sisters. This is Joy from Southern California. Oh, look, the pie. Hey, sisters. This is Brenda from San Antonio, Texas. And if you can't hang with the sisters, you're just kibble for the dragon. Bye. Hello, this is Ayando from New York City. You're listening to the Sit to Speak podcast of Game of Thrones. The night is dark and full of terror. Hi, sisters. This is Niambi from Virginia. What's going on, sisters? This is Eli from Virginia by way of Portland, Oregon. And the, the Lannisters, Lannisters aren't the, the only ones, ones who pay their debts. Hey, 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 Sister J, Sister A, and the Sister Speak family. This is Bunny from New York. A girl gives a man his own name. A girl lacks honor. If I do this thing, a girl must obey. This is Lainey from the ATL. Sister Speak Podcast Game of Thrones is about to be on. Don't get red. The cars, motherfuckers. Hello, sisters. This is T3 from Colorado. And in the words of Lord Baelish, we're all liars here. Hi, Sister J, Sister K. This is Danielle from Hammond, California. Just look at the flowers, Joffrey. Look at the flowers. Hello everyone, this is BJ from Los Angeles, and to all the haters out there, the sisters sends their regards. 
Hey there, this is Tim from Australia. In some places, the highbrow frown upon those of low birth. In other places, the long-assed email is considered distasteful. What a fortunate thing for you, Sister J, that Sister K has been sent to live in the latter sort of place. Hey, this is Tori from Tampa, from the great world of the house, Fuck the King. Welcome to Sister Speak Game of Thrones, where we discuss season four of the HBO series Game of Thrones from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode 25. Let's get started. Okay. All right. Well, we are back to talk about episode four of season four titled Oath Keeper. Yep. And Sister J. Oh. Go ahead with your wine selection. Well, the adult beverage. It's not necessarily wine. One of our, uh, uh, and, and I apologize for not remembering which of our listeners recommended this, but one of our listeners recommended, since he knows I like dark beer, the New Belgium 1554 Black Lager. So I found some, and that's what I was drinking. It is very good. It's bottled in New Belgium, or it's bottled by New Belgium Brewing. In Fort Collins, Colorado. And this new Belgium uh, brewing, they have like several different varieties. But the 1554 Black Lager is a little hard to find. But you can find it though. It's very good. So that's my adult beverage of the day. And thank you, whichever one of y'all recommended it. But I can't remember. Sorry. Okay. All right. Well, let's start with this episode. Okay. Let me say something before we, we start our little recap, and that is, I want to give a shout out of approval and awesomeness to whoever edited this particular episode of Game of Thrones. This has been the best edited episode that I can ever remember, because everything flowed into the next thing. In yeah. my opinion, and it was so seamless and so well done. And, and I tried to, I tried to pick out the the editor like in the credits, but they went too fast. So, whoever edited it, they need to edit all the episodes because this was really good. This was very yeah, well. It done. was good. Very was well good. done. Okay. Okay. Start with Daenerys. Where we started? Uh huh. At Marine. In Marine. And I like this scene. It was so cute. It was so sweet. Masande is teaching Grey Worm. She is so cute, though. Uh But he, and you know what? I have to say, though, he do look like a little baby rock, don't he? He, he, he could pass. He doesn't to me. Yeah, he, he could pass for a younger version of President Barack Obama, I think. I don't think so. Yeah. He's He's a cute guy, though. He is cute. He's really cute. But she's teaching him how to speak English. Or whatever language it is. What? Well, he already knows Valerian, so I don't... Whatever. So it's uh, it's yeah. got to be English. Well, whatever. I don't know. But anyway, so she she's teaching him how to speak and read. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's we find out he's from the Summer Isles. Yep. And, and I thought that was a good way to do it, too. Yeah. So we could find out where, where he's from and she's from also. Yeah, and then she said, or, you know, in the conversation he asked where she's from, if she mm-hmm. remembers. Uh-huh. And um, she's from Noth. Yep. And she was taken when she was five. Dang, isn't that awful? Yeah. That's awful. So she does actually remember um, a little bit about her home and... and how she, it looked. How it looked. 
She said, the, I remember the beaches were so white as we were sailing away from the, the you know, sailing away from her homeland. Yeah. And the trees were so tall. But that's how a little kid would see it, though. Yep. And so then she asks, Grey Worm, does he remember where, you know, his home? And he says, no, nothing before being unsullied. I was nothing. And she's like, that's not true. And maybe one day you'll get to go back to your homeland, Summer Isles. And he's like, nope. Don't want to. He said, nope. Kill the masters. Kill the masters. And I can see his point. I mean, because if you... They take those unsullied as as babies, as infants. And so that's all they've ever known. Yep. So, of course, he wouldn't know anything different. So then um, Daenerys comes in. And she's asking, okay, how's the lesson going? And she kind of gives a little smile. I know! Because Grey Worm is trying, you know, he tries to say that... She's a good teacher. She's a good teacher, but he says it kind of wrong. And so it was cute the way she kind of smiled, and then Masande kind of smiled, too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she, she comes in there and says, okay, it's time. And I'm like, okay, time for what? I know. Time for that. I thought this was so good. This was so well done. It was smart. It was so smart and so well done, though. But at first, I was like, who the hell is this? Oh, I knew it was Grey Worm. Well, it was kind of dark and dank and shit, so I finally figured out, yeah, that was Grey Worm. I thought it was so smart that he had the same little garb that they had. Yep, the collar, the, the collar and everything. The so they snuck in where all the slaves are gathered talking. Well, first of all, I was impressed with the fact that this big high fortress of Murine and the masters, I'm sure, prided themselves on having such a, a, a tight fortress and stuff. But they snuck in through the sewers oh, because, yeah. you know, they didn't, they didn't think to guard the sewers. Who would? Well, that's what I'm saying. Nobody would. Yeah. So I thought that was very ingenious. So they sneak in there and... Um, well, Grey Worm and his little troop. Yeah, and his because he leads all the Unsullied. Well, so. not all the Unsullied. There's about 20 of them. I know, but he leads the Unsullied, so he mm-hmm. leads, I mean, the Unsullied as a whole, not just right, the right, ones right. in that day. So he goes in there, starting off with Valar Morgulis. I know, but the way all he says it, he is just that. so smooth, though. Yeah, he is. The way he said that was just so smooth. You know? So he's telling them, look, a single day of freedom is worth a lifetime in chains. Yep. More than a lifetime in chains. Just you, a single day. Mm-hmm. And that you, no man can give you your freedom. You have to take it. And so they drop their bags, and in them bags is All a whole swords. bunch of weapons. I thought that was and excellent. I was like, oh, shit. I know. I did. Oh, Lord, here we go. Oh, hell. Mm, mm, mm. Then they showed that. Headmaster guy walking down the street with his two security guards. And no, this is what I. Think. He comes up on the wall that's painted in red blood that says "Kill the Masters." Okay, now would you stand there going, "Huh"? I would fucking run. Well, first of all, he was shocked that that was there, and then the guard said, "Oh no, look!" They looked up, and Daenerys then put her little flag, flag up there, uh, her sigil. Over their icon. Right. And, okay, when he looks down one of the hallways and he sees the slaves coming with and they're armed with knives and stuff, did you notice them security guard took out? That's some damn security. They well, took out. They was going to kill the security, too. Well, but they let the security guys go on. 
No, I don't think so. Yes, they did. I well, mean, yeah. At that moment, yes, but well, I don't yeah, think they so. might have got him later. I, first of all, if I'd have seen that shit, I'd have been like, oh, but it's he, time for me to get. He was trying to run. They was coming from all sides before they came <laughs> out. When I saw kill the masters, now what I was trying to figure out is if he could read English or eat, read whatever language that's supposed to be in, mm-hmm. um, or not, because maybe he couldn't read it. But if it would have been me, I'd have been like, oh, shit. Oh, you know what, now? I didn't think about that. Yeah. Maybe he could not read what it actually said. That's what I was thinking. But he could see it was blood on there, but maybe he didn't know what the words actually said. See, that's what I was thinking. Because why would he just stand there like, oh. Hmm. That's the idea. Okay. I don't know. That's just me thinking of what why he was still standing there. Hmm. But anyway, so as this was going on, I'm thinking... (laughs) It can't be this easy. And then the next thing we know, we see all the people are free. All the slaves are free. All of them. And they're cheering. They're calling her, Misa, Misa. Misa. That must be free uh, ruler. No, that was mother, remember? Yeah, mother, mother. last season. In the slave language, so. Yeah. And so we, I'm thinking it really was that easy? That simple? Yeah, take we, over, Marine. I think something's gonna be kicking off. Though. See, that's what I kept thinking. Mm-hmm. So, as the slaves are shouting Misa, Misa, and Daenerys is ascending to the very top level of their little fortress thing, then Sir Barristan he says, uh, "Can I talk to you for a minute?" Oh, he in an- private? Yeah. He annoyed me, too. He annoyed me, I he was going to say. You know, uh, he did the same shit fucking Joy yeah, did. You had the whole city, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's best to treat injustice with mercy. I like what she told him. Thank you. And she stared his ass down. Did you know? She, she, she did says, not blink or look away. I will answer injustice with justice. justice. And then stared at his ass like, now stare do something. as Damn. Say something else, old fool. I know. But when when they when she first got up on the landing and she says, Sir Jura, remind me how many children were on the mile markers? And he said 163. She said, Yeah, that's it. And she turned around to Grey Worm and gave him a little nod. Yep. That's what I like. Then Grey Worm in turn gave a little nod to his little su- unsullied guy who actually gave the order for them to hurt him all. You yeah, know, start hanging their yeah, asses yeah, up. Start hanging them up. And you know what? This is one case where I agree with Daenerys. Yeah, let them see what it's like. Thank you. Be crucified up on uh, on some yeah. wood. Mm-hmm. And, and left and, there. And, and left there to bleed out and die. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And evidently they did that to keep the slaves in line because they took their children. Right. And they were children. Yeah. Too. So. You know? I said so, good enough for them. I was like, yeah. Oh, and they was moaning and groaning. I was like, Barristan, sit your old ass down. <laughs> what you fucking talking about? I mercy. Know. Mercy my ass. Mercy my Shit. ass. That's what I'm saying. But you know, to give him a little bit of credit, he is a King's Guard, ex King's Guard. He is. And that night shit, you know, it's all they about. They do proper shit. Yeah, loyal, you know, loyalty. Yeah. Not loyalty, that's the wrong word. But it's um, proper procedure. shit. Procedure. Yeah. And yeah. You, like Jamie would say, you never hit a guy, you wait for his sword to be up to. Right. And all that shit no. before you start doing That chivalry shit. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Because people ain't going to show that shit to you. <coughs> no. Ned Stark learned that shit. 
season one. Okay, so let's get on to King's Landing and Jamie and Braun. Okay. Practicing or dueling or whatever. Did you notice though that Jamie's getting pretty good? So that lets you know that some passage of time is is at least a couple, three lessons or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but Jamie is still trying to play like a knight, or excuse me, not play, but duel like a knight would duel. And Braun. He's a king's guard. Well, so. my point is, you know, it's the same thing with Sir Barristan, kind of. Yeah. And what he said last week in that, you know, um, you're going to play dirty, huh? And Braun's like, look, you going to win or you want to play fair? Yeah. So when they're dueling and it looks like Jamie's like his match, he snatches off his little <laughs> gold hand and knocks him up. That was cold, though. I like cold, that. Bloody. I thought that was funny. And Jamie says, what? Yeah, because Jamie needed to get knocked. You hit a cripple? That's when Braun tells him, oh, yeah, well, you know what? I bet you stabbed the the the, the king, whatever, the, that one that Jamie Carnarian. killed. Uh, in the back, all nice and everything. He says, you were probably taught how to fight all proper and stuff. He says, you want to do that and you want to win. Yeah. Which, which is true. Very true. You know. True. So then they get on the subject of Tyrion, and I like that Braun... Stood up for Tyrion and says he didn't do it. That's not his style. He didn't like the little motherfucker, but he wasn't going to kill him. He said he didn't like the twat, but then who did? And Jamie just sitting there. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, Jamie though. don't care because he didn't like Joffrey either. He just yeah, didn't say nothing. he didn't. I mean, he really didn't. He didn't even know Joffrey, no, honestly. he didn't. Because he'd been gone he the last just provided two, the sperm, two three all. years that Joffrey was... King and got crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he probably remembers the Joffrey that was still kind of calm and shit. Because he mm. was all, you know, he was gone. Yeah. But anyway, he saw the ugly ass Joffrey when he got back. That's For true. a couple days. That's so, true. you know, he ain't too broke up. You don't see his ass crying and shit. <laughs> so, anywho, oh, so he, he's telling um, uh, Jamie, he did not do it. He, that's even though he didn't like him, that is not his style. Mm-hmm. He would not poison someone, even if he he was gonna do. But it. he also said, but Jamie wouldn't murder anybody anyway. T- Tyrion, I mean, excuse me, Tyrion wouldn't murder anybody anyway. Anybody, right. exactly. You know. And he says, well, instead of asking me, why don't you go ask him yourself? And Jamie just looks at him. He's like, oh, you ain't been to see him yet. And I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you ain't been to see him yet. Mm-hmm. So then he tells him, look, when he was on trial at the Vale. The first person he asked for when he found out it could be a duel was you. Mm-hmm. And she forced him or to trial make by a, combat. Yeah. She forced him to make a decision for that day and that's when I stepped in. But he he called for his brother, you. Well what he said was he says he asked for you because he knew that you would ride night and day to get here in time to fight for him. But the the lady of the veil made the duel or the trial that day. So somebody else had to step in. Right. Mm-hmm. Which was him. He said, so, are you going to fight for him now? Yeah. That was so good. That was good. And, and wait a minute. I actually did say to the TV, boop. <laughs> because, you know, yeah. that was like really, really I tepid. said, yeah, tell his F and ass. Tell him. Mm-hmm. Shit. So then the next scene we get, he's in the dungeon with Tyrion. Yeah. I love this scene. I did too. I love this Even though scene. Jamie's on my ass. Or as Christine would say, on my tits. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Christine. 
second scene, though. I did, too. I did, too. So, he's telling Tyrion, this is a much better place than I was kept in for two years. Yeah. You got dry. It's dry. You get some food when you need it. You got a pot to piss in. You got a pot to piss in. <laughs> this is great. And Tyrion's like, are you trying to make me feel better? So, then he does apologize for not coming to see him mm-hmm. sooner. And I kind of like that. And so... Tyrion's like, okay, thank you know, he just looks at it. He just him. says, Well, it's complicated, yes. I you get know. it. How's how's yeah. our sister? Yeah. How's our ugly ass ugly, <laughs> ugly acting drunk ass sister? <laughs> and so Jamie's like, Well, she's upset because of her son dying. He's like In in her arms. In her arms. Yeah. And I love it when Tyrion looked at him and goes, Her son. Oh yeah, and did ja- you check yes. that out? And Jamie was like, Don't go there. And I was like, I thought that was a really telling moment. I thought, damn, they getting into that this season then. I like it. Yeah, I like, I like that. that Tyrion is doing it because he ain't yeah. going to get too rowdy about it with Tyrion. Yeah. And so. Um, but uh, the best part of that whole scene is when Jamie says, did you do it? And he says, are you going to really ask me if I kill your son? Yeah. And then Jamie says, no, 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 you skipped the part because he says, yeah, this trial is going to go on. I bet Cersei is trying to figure out a way around the trial and have me killed. Killed, period. And Jamie's like, oh, yeah, that topic did come up. She did ask. Yeah. And, and, uh, (laughs) which I thought was funny the way he said it. He's like, oh, yeah, she did ask. Yeah. Mm -hmm." It was so nonchalant the way he said it. And, uh, (laughs) and that's when he said, did you do it? Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, and I liked it when he says, the Kingslayer brothers. How do you like the sound of that? I like it. (laughs) And he's like, so are you, so should I stand uh, with my back turned? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, yeah, should I look at the flowers? Yeah, look at the flowers. Uh, But when he said, did you do it? And and that's when Tyrion said, are you really going to ask me if I killed your Your son? son. And Jamie looked at him and says, are you really going to ask me if I would kill my brother? And they just look that, at each other. That was Wait, so good. The best part about that is that they let them just look at each other for a minute. Like, no. No. That ain't going We happen. don't believe that no. of each other. Right. No. Exactly. No. I like that. That was that a really was good moment. wonderful moment, though. I love that scene. So then we find out that Cersei is going around talking about she'll give anybody a night. Knighthood. They find Sansa. Sansa. Mm-hmm. And so Tyrion's Damn. like, she is not a killer. She is, she would not have done it. And Jamie's like, well, she had any mo- more motive than anybody else. And, it, and she did. Yeah. Ooh, she did. Lord, and she made her like, life hell. No, no, no. She would not do that. She is not a killer. Not yet. Mm-hmm. And when he said not yet, I was like, ooh, yeah. What you know, Tyrion? Mm-hmm. So then the next time we see Jamie. He's knocking on Cersei's door, and her drunk ass is just sitting there drinking and not he answering her. He knocked door. like four or five times. Four or five times. But wait a minute! As you get further into the scene, then you understand that she called the Lord Commander there. So why isn't her ass at least saying and she come wanted in his motherfucking ass to wait? <laughs> That's why it. I know it. What Ooh, I, she hateful though. She hateful. The only thing I didn't like about this scene is that they had no mention of that rape scene before. Well, of course not, because it wasn't a rape. <sighs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. But anyway, all of y'all think it was. Anyway, keep thinking it. Well, but that's it was. They did it. 
You have to admit that's how they filmed that fucking oh, scene. Oh Lord! But anywho, I didn't even get the idea. It was a rape. Didn't occur to me. Whatever. Until all of y'all got all tizzy on the internet. To my, hey, I'm so upset. Well, I oh, wasn't please. on the fucking internet. I watched with my own eyes, <laughs> but a whole lot of people were. Well, I wasn't, but I seen it with my own damn eyes. Mm-hmm. So they didn't mention one fucking anyway. thing. Anyway, anyway, but she wanted his motherfucking ass to wait. Right, but Cersei is sipping. She is. Drinking the she whole She's drinking time. that grape juice. She's drinking. That looks straight up like grape juice. I know. It's supposed to be wine. But. Anywho, so she asked him immediately, how many guards are, are guarding Tommen? Which is actually a really good question. Yeah. Honestly, because somebody just killed my other son. <laughs> yeah. So I need to make sure our other yeah, last my little son, baby son is, is protected. Yeah. And he got he acting all fucking nonchalant. And I would now I will say this: mm-hmm. this is the one instance where I agreed with Cersei, and I would have been like, "Look, fool, why are you acting all fucking nonchalant? <laughs> the other fool just got killed, <laughs> and you got one motherfucker guarding him now." Anyway, <laughs> but she's also salty, yeah, because she knows that he went to see Tyrion. Yes, that's what really did it. Yeah. And she's also, wait, she's further salty because of Brienne and knowing what they went through. And by now she's heard the story. Oh, yeah. And she knows that he's promised Catelyn Stark something. Yeah. So she asked him immediately, oh, so are you loyal to me? Are you loyal to me? Well, what she asked him was, she says, I've been trying to figure out, why did Lady Stark let you go? Yeah. Why did she let turn you loose? Uh Uh-huh. What'd you promise her? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. What a hateful, she, knows, she a hateful woman. She knows because she done already got somebody to go exactly. get that story. Uh-huh. Exactly. See, she already knew the answer to that shit. So she starts asking him about his loyalty to Catelyn. He's like, look, she's dead. She's like, yeah, and if I told you to go right now and go find her and bring me her head, would you do it? He just look at her. I was like, uh, no, he ain't going to do it. Mm-mm. Well, he had told her, I promised to bring her daughters back to her. Yeah. But she's dead now. Yeah. And that's when Cersei said, oh, so if I ordered you to go, leave right now and go and look for Sansa and bring her back to me, would you go? And he just looked at her. He didn't say yes or no. He just looked at her. Yeah, he just looked at her. And And then she started talking about the Tyrion thing. Yeah. And I I know you went to see him. And he's like, he's my brother. He's our brother. And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm, whatever. And he tells her, but he didn't do it. Yeah, he did tell her, which I like that part. Yes, I did, too. I'm glad he told her. look, he did not not do do it. it. And she's talking about, oh, he'd kill us all in his sleep if he could. Yeah. Yeah, well, she's just hateful. She is hateful. He'd kill you probably, but not all of us. He wouldn't kill her even. Mm -mm. He could have by now, but he hasn't. And so... um, so she, she finally, I guess, threw with his ass. Yeah, she tells she him, says, look, I want four guards on his door. On Tom's door. Day and night. Day and night. And says, you're dismissed. Bye. Get mm-hmm. to stepping. But she calls him Lord Commander. Yeah. Which is his title. Right. And rather now, than her brother. That, I mean, but I agree with her. I need my son guarded. Because well, this is a, true, but she didn't have to be so damn cold and hateful with it. Yeah, she did. No, she didn't. Cause she threw at this fool. <laughs> All right. And 
And I bet one other thing, but they haven't they haven't put it in there. What? But I bet she's also a tad pissed that he doesn't acknowledge, even in her presence alone, that it's his child too. Yeah, because he doesn't. Because he doesn't acknowledge that. He doesn't. And so I think I would be a tad, but he wants to continue on with them sleeping together and shit. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that that could be another reason why she's pissed as hell. Is that he doesn't it ever acknowledge be. it. It could be. I mean, he he wouldn't even acknowledge it with Tyrion, who he's probably the most open with. Yes. You know. Uh-huh. So, anyhow. Because all he said and told Tyrion was, don't go there. Don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't go there. And he still, even when he said, you think I would kill your son, he never acknowledged that no, either. He, he just said, do you think I would kill my brother? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he don't. Could be. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, she could be pissed with that, too. Mm-hmm. She's because she, because remember at the crypt, she says, he murdered our son. And he just didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. And I want Tyrion's head. And he wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I think she's mostly pissed behind the fact that she's told him to go kill Tyrion. And he won't do it. He went to go <laughs> see Tyrion. And she's like, why the hell are you seeing this fool? Because, you know, that too. Plus, yeah. then he's also not protecting her son the way she thinks he should be protected. So, yeah, she's salty all the way around. And then he's telling her what Tyrion didn't do it. Yeah. After she's, you know, I'm sure badmouthed him everywhere. Yep. Yep. So and anyhow, rigging the trial. So you know, that's all we see of her drunk butt. <laughs> she is intoxicated. I don't think she was drunk though at that moment. No, well, probably not serious. yet. So then we get um, Brienne just oh, keeping this, with the I same. I love this scene. With, I did too. Keeping with the same oh, thing. Oh man, I um, love them together though. They're in the Lord Commander's shack room, whatever. She's quarters. reading the Kingsguard book. Yeah, she's reading that book with all the passages of the Kingsguard. She's reading about Jamie and how he became known as the Kingslayer. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the first time I think that I realized that it wasn't just a nickname. They deemed his name Kingslayer. Well, yeah, Robert Baratheon did I that. Well, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was just a nickname that everybody no, 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 said. No. But no, he was actually like crowned or knighted or whatever exactly. the hell. Kingslayer. Um, Tyrion had a conversation with either Bran, uh, excuse me, Bronn or somebody like back in back in the first season where he was going through that. Yeah, I got that impression. You don't forget. No, I just got the impression that that's what they called him, not that that's what the king. Brandished anyway, him. so he presents Jamie. No. Excuse me. Jamie presents Brienne with the Valerian steel sword. Well, he says there's still a lot of room. In, on that, on those pages, that I can um, fill in or something like that. He can't fill in nothing because he ain't gonna be fighting, right? But I guess that's his his thought is that he's putting that torch onto her exactly as part of her. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead, the Valerian. Well, he presents her, and I like the way he did it because you could tell he very reverently. It seemed to me. Uh, you know, picked up the the steel sword that that uh, Tywin had given him, and he he like rested it in his arm and presented it with the hilt first to her, and she's she's just like fascinated. Ooh, Valerian steel, and he tells her this is a melted down from Ned Stark sword, forged and forged from Ned Stark sword, and you are to use this to keep Sansa Stark safe. Defend the Stark daughters. Mm-hmm. He said, because he doesn't know where Arya is, but she, out, yeah. she could be out there. And she says, oh, I can't take it. He says, oh, yeah, you can. You got to. 
you you swore an oath to Lady Catelyn yep. that you would find her daughters, and uh, she's dead, so, you know. And so then he also says, I have another gift for you, and he takes this... Um, oh, this was so cool. This cloak off of this new, brand new coat of armor. It was so cool. And he tells her, I think I got your measurements right. Well, he so, said, I hope I got your measurements yeah. right. So she's looking at it. You could tell she's kind of choked up a little bit she about it. Is. And then she says, I will find them for Lady Ca- Lady Catelyn Stark. And then she looks kind of embarrassed a little bit and says, and for you. And then Did I was like. his face though? Yeah, because she's basically telling him, I love your ass. Yeah. And he, he looked. Surprised. He looked surprised, but, but he didn't look away though. And I like that. He was I like, like uh, that. So he doesn't say anything either, but he for says, a few seconds. I have got another gift for you. And then he, I like this gift. Oh, I, I love this gift. I yelled at the screen. I was like, yay, Podrick. <laughs> I know. Yay, he'll be safe and he'll be gone. With he'll be gone I like. and safe. I love yes, it. I like that. I love that he's going to be her squire. And he's talking about, uh, uh, I will be a good squire to you, sir. Uh, oop. My, my lady, lady. <laughs> she and is. The look she so. gave Jamie was like, really, seriously. Well, she said he would just slow me down. Jamie, no, no, no. You need a squire. You need a squire. Mm-hmm. You know. And then he he does tell him, look, he he was Tyrion squire. He needs to get out of King's Landing to keep yeah, him safe. It's not and, safe for him. Yeah, it's not safe for him there. But then Bran comes up. Bron. Bron comes up, and he gives him. He gives Podrick. The hatchet that Tyrion used in the Black, Battle of Blackwater. Yeah. And I thought Podrick was going to cry. Or I did too. And he just that was like, so sweet. oh, that was sweet. It was really sweet. And Bron is so. <sighs> well, he's gruff. He's so gruff. He says, well, what you going to do? Kiss me or something? You waiting for a kiss or yeah, what? Yeah, waiting for a kiss or Go what? get her horse ready, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I thought, oh, let him have a moment. I know. You know. But I, I like that whole scene, though. Well, and then the next part where, um, so Jamie is about to tell Brienne goodbye, mm-hmm. and he looks down at the sword, and he's like, oh, okay, so most best swords, they say, mm-hmm. aren't have a name. Have you thought of any good names for it yet? Oh, this And she thinks good. for a minute, and she looks at him and says, Oathkeeper, the title of the episode. Oh, but and also, she is talking him. But also to tell him, you know, you're keeping your oath that, you know, the the one thing that he has been talking about across, what, the last season or two is oaths and how yep. everybody wants him to break an oath. Yeah. One or an oath here or an oath, oath there. Oath there or something. His oath to his father, the oath yep. to his king, the oath to the new king. Yeah. You know, all of that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that scene, he looked a little bit shocked, surprised, too. Yes. Like, he didn't know what to say, and then she just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. stared at him. And he says, goodbye, Brienne. And the way his face looked like it was really a goodbye, like they weren't going to see each other anymore. I know. But that was a good scene. That was excellent scene. That was a really good they scene. They are really good together in scenes, though, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they really are, so... I, I really enjoyed that one. Alright, so let's get to my favorite scene in the whole episode. My favorite of all the scenes in the whole episode. Well, wait, you're skipping something probably. What? We're going to go to Sansa first? No. We need to go to Sansa first. Why? Because 
it flows into the other scene you're talking about. I thought about. we was we was uh, a standing King King's well, Landing. Well, they're they're right outside of King's Landing, but we need to go to Sansa first okay, before we go to where you want to go because it flows that way, Sister okay. Jay. That's where you want to go, right? To Lady Elena. Yep. Well, we need to go to Sansa first. Little she's so that she's on the boat. Of course, Little Fingers on the boat too. They're drill going to whoever know hell knows where we're going. And she finally, thankfully, asked him, where are you taking me? And Which is what I wanted to know. Well, he says he's going to the veil, but you know, you don't know. Uh, I think he is. So he, he lies says, so much. He says he's taking her to the Erie uh, because he's scheduled to marry her aunt, Lisa. Lisa, whatever. Lisa. Lisa. Crazy one. And the so one that's breastfeeding a 10-year-old. Right. And he says you'll be safe there, which that's the safest place you really could go, actually. I guess so, because at least she is a relative. And she's got guards and shit. Yep. And they're high up, so it's hard for people to, like, storm the castle mm-hmm. and stuff. So, anyway, so then I like, now this is, I was I thought Sansa was kind of smart because she was like, so, uh, did you kill Joffrey? Because uh-huh. that would be my next well, guess. She was, she was being a little cagey, and I thought, well, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. She done learned something. Uh, yeah. Which is the logical conclusion because mm-hmm. he's done conspired to get uh, Dantos to get her. Yep. Right at the moment when Joffrey's choking and shit. Mm-hmm. So um, she so she point blank asked him, and I was like, "Oh, that's nice." He's like, "Well, I couldn't have done it. I've been in the veil for weeks." And I'm like, "Mm-hmm." And so does she. She was like, "Mm-hmm." mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, I mean, it could have been Tyrion." And she said, "No, it wasn't him." Mm-hmm. He says, how do you know? She said, I just know. It wasn't I like him. that she said that. Mm-hmm. I like that she, she said, said that. I just know. It wasn't him. And But I like when Baelish did admit, he said, you're right. It wasn't him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 he think he's so cagey, though, see? He's he gonna fuck split. up, though. He is. Trust me, he gonna fuck up. He's like, well, um, didn't you notice that? He said, but you did have a part in his death. Did you not notice that there was a stone missing from, from your necklace? necklace right after the feast, which is when we know yeah. Lady Elena was fingering and I was yelling at the TV. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, I know you I were. Knew it. I know <laughs> you were. Woo. People on Facebook were saying, I know Sister Jay was saying, oh, Ooh, yeah. boop, 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 boop. Because <laughs> I knew that shit. I thought, damn, yeah. Cause see, mm, mm, and so she's mm. asking him, well, why would you? You know, they they can if they find out, they can kill you. But they'll put your head on the spike like they did my dad. Yeah. So why my would you? Father. Why would you do this? And he's like, look, men have risked little to get what they want. He says, I will risk everything to get what I want. And she said, what do you want? He he said everything. Now see that include her. See right. Uh-uh. While well, he was trust touching that. her. Yeah, I don't trust that. Sleazy ass. I know. Motherfucker. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, run, Sandra, run. But, you know, she can't go nowhere. I know. But damn, he is sleazy. But this is what I thought was so interesting. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. He my said, new friend. Yeah, having, uh, uh, you know, being friends with the Lannisters served my purpose for a while. Mm-hmm. But Joffrey was too cruel and evil. Or what did he say? He's not the kind of friend I need to have. He said something about him being cruel and mm-hmm. crazy or something. Mm-hmm. And you can't. who can trust a friend like that? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, who's going to trust you? He's like, well, I don't want friends like me. <laughs> I was dead. I said, 
Oh, now wait, see. And wait, he wasn't even offended. He was like, he wasn't offended. I don't want friends like me. My new friends, however, they're predictable. Yeah. And, and my new friends did not want him around. No. My new friends were uh, very interested in, in what happened to Joffrey. Mm-hmm. They really wanted that to happen. Yeah. That's what he said. Uh-huh. So, in other words, he didn't even come up with that shit. No. They came up with that shit. Exactly. And, and wait. And the thing that's so cool about that scene is when he... he his last sentence, as he's saying it, they're showing, like you said, they edited it well. Oh, they're yeah. showing Lady Elena and, and Marjorie walking, walking through the, the garden. garden. So you so you know for a fact exactly what. And, and what was that last line he was saying? He says, nothing like a thoughtful gift to make a friendship grow strong. See? Ooh! Yep. He is shady! Shady. shady. But then my favorite no, thing. No, no, wait, really? He ain't the shady one. Well, because we already Lady knew, We already knew his ass was shady. Exactly. But Lady, this is the shady But shit. Lady Olena, I even love her more. <laughs> After this scene, she is Lady the top dog. Let me tell you. Too she, done, she done out trumped Tywin. He thinks <laughs> he he think he's so clever. Thank she you. done out-trumped his ass. But wait. You, Woo! You knew it. Oh, I love this scene. You knew it for real, though, because she talking about, it's time to go. It's time for me to go. And Marjorie, you can't leave me here with these people. And she said, hey, it's time for me to go. She's like, trials are so boring. <laughs> and if I have to walk through another garden... I will have to throw myself off, off these cliffs. cliffs. And Marjorie's laughing. And then she tells her, um, you know, well, I wasn't Marjorie, even supposed to be well, married. No, before oh. that, she's saying, have you went to see Tom and Tom? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Marjorie says, no, I haven't. She's like, well, you need to get on that. And she <laughs> says, <laughs> and so then Marjorie's saying, well, has a new match even been approved? Mm-hmm. And so she's like, you know, did you know I was not supposed to marry your grandfather, Luther? Mm-hmm. And that's when that started, that conversation. Oh, that conversation was the Woo! best! Wait a minute. Woo! I'm talking about, well, he was supposed to marry my sister. Sister Viola. Your great aunt, aunt Viola. Viola. And I was supposed to be promised to some, one of them Targaryens. She's like, it was all the rage to marry a Targaryen back then. Mm-hmm. She's like, but when I took one, look at his pinched up little face with silver she hair. She said ferret face. Yeah, ferret face. And silver hair. Weird silver hair. And I was like, she said, mm, no, that, that would not, not do. do. <laughs> <laughs> so she said, wait, this is what cracked my I eyes up. She said, the night before Luther, he was, was supposed, supposed to, to propose. go propose to my sister. I accidentally found, I accidentally forgot my way back from the embroidery room. From my embroidery lesson. And yeah, from my embroidery lesson. It ended up in his chambers. Mm-hmm. And she said, and the next day, he didn't make it down the stairs to ask her to marry him. And all he could think about was what I, uh, of getting more of what I did to him that night. <laughs> She said, oh, I was, I was good. good. I, was I was very, very good. Very good. And then she, she looked at um, uh, Marjorie and said, oh, but you're even better. Oh, I said, you go ahead, Lady Olena. Grandma said, Grandma said hey, said, I, I turned care out. of business. No, she said, I turned him out. <laughs> yes, she <laughs> 
and you will do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, and she says, do not let, so she says, Cersei will turn him against you yeah. way before your wedding night. So you need to get up in there way before. Yeah. And she says, and lucky for you, she's distracted now because she's trying to deal with her, a tri- you know, bury her son and deal with the trial. Mm-hmm. Then here we then, go. Here we go. Here we go. Then Marjorie says, oh, yeah, that was, it, it was so terrible. And she says, yeah, and, and um, she's even accusing her brother of doing it, but we know he didn't do it. Well, but how do you know he didn't do it? She said he could have done. He could have done it, and she said, no, no he, he, he couldn't. Yeah. And then she just looked at Marjorie, and Marjorie's, Marjorie looked at her and says, but, and she says. You I, didn't think I was going to let you marry that, that beast, did you? Oh, I loved it. I love it. Because Marjorie is looking at her like, what the fuck? What the fuck? My grandma did this? For me? For me. Now, Marjorie actually looked shocked as shit. She was shocked. She was shocked as shit. She was shocked. Because even though she didn't want to have to marry that motherfucker, she was going to do it. Yeah, she was going to do it. And Marjorie says, oh, please. I was not going to let you marry that beast. Lady Olena said. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Lady Olena. She's like, I love that. I love that. She says, but don't you worry about that. You just do what needs to be done. Yeah. Boop. Boop. She like, okay, so don't worry about what I did for you. Mm -hmm. You go do what you need to do for our family. Exactly. And so the next thing we see, Marjorie making a midnight visit to To Tom's Tom's room. room. Which I kind of felt bad for Tom because. Oh, no, I didn't. I did. Because, first of all, he was in Joffrey's old room with that nasty-ass boar hanging up on the wall oh, with an yeah. arrow through the eyes. And you could tell he was kind of scared yeah, because he, he like wasn't that. able to sleep. Yeah, you know, He's looking around the room and shit, but it wasn't his familiar room right. anymore, you know? But he's the first thing he asked her... How'd you get past the guards? And she just didn't even answer him. And I'm thinking, yeah, you keep that shit to yourself, honey. How you get up in there and get out. Yeah, and be careful because now there's going to be four or five of them suckers. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to be careful. She was so slick. Slick. Oh, I love Marjorie, though, too. I did, too. She is so cunning. But see, that's why Cersei don't like her. Right, because Cersei no. Because that's her match. Right. She was slick. She was so slick. And I like the fact that she didn't try to kiss him. Seduce him him and and stuff. Seduce him and shit. Mm -mm. She gonna reel him in. But she could tell he was scared. And she said, you know, I do hope. Let's. Let this be our secret. I do hope when we're man and wife that we will have some secrets from your mother. Yeah. Which I thought, yeah, tell him gently. But yeah, yeah. But what did it is when when Sir Pounce jumped on the bed and Marjorie just, oh, look at this cute little fellow, you know. And that's when Thomas said, "Mm, Joffrey didn't like him. He was going to, yeah. He was going to kill him. And he told me he would kill, skin him and cut him up in my food. So I wouldn't even know I was eating it. Isn't that mean? And Marjorie did the perfect thing. She said, oh, that is so cruel. I don't think you're cruel. And what Thomas say? No, I'm not. I'm not cruel. And she said. Oh, she was perfect yeah, with, she with was. him, though. She was perfect she with was. him. And then when, when, <coughs> when she told him two things. Can we keep this secret? He agreed. Yeah. Can I visit you again? Right. And he was eager for that. Yeah. And yeah. then. It looked like she was going to kiss him. 
on the lips. Right. But she kissed him on I'm the forehead. That was it. so good. I'm glad she did it. That was so good. Because yeah. first of all, he's a we kid. get the point that, well, he's a kid, but uh, trust me, he doesn't hit puberty. Oh, yeah. That's why they got a, an older boy, because he doesn't hit puberty at Well, least. yes, it's Jay, but the point is, he don't know nothing about nothing yet. Don't. Uh, Tywin done told him. He had to tell him. He don't know nothing for real. <laughs> well, but hey. We... So what I'm saying is, I'm glad she didn't go there no, yet. She didn't she go there yet. Go... But what you bet she goes there before they get married. Oh, she will. But what oh, I'm yeah. saying is she didn't go there then. Right. This is their and, first And I agree. Meeting. And I agree She needed to that. keep it easy and calm. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. And she did. I mean, uh, hey, Marjorie's smart. She played Joffrey. Right. She had Joffrey under control a little bit. A little. So a little, yeah, but and like Lady Olena told her, she did a, a hell of a job with Joffrey. She did, mm-hmm. Cause his ass is mean, mean motherfucker. <laughs> but that was good though. That was good. When the next thing you see after she talks to Lady Olena, she creeping into Thomas Grimm. Creeping into <laughs> I was dying laughing. I was dying. Okay, Ooh. so then let's go to the wall in okay. Castle Black. All right. And John is teaching the Rangers how to fight against the wildlings mm-hmm. and how they like to fight in their style and shit. Mm-hmm. And of course, that fucking Alistair At- Thorn. Uh, he's the he, acting commander. Right. Ugh. He is all up in John's ass. He is so jealous of John, though. He's, yeah. That's what it is. And I don't remember him being that tall, but I guess he was. And they were kind of up against each yeah, you know, he arguing. Was. He I'm was. like, John, you might want to back up a little bit because this school is kind of tall. But that's not what got me. Yeah. What got me upset is yes. is there. Yes, wait. Luck is there as a recruit. Right. When he was fighting, I'm like, that motherfucker looks familiar. Is that that motherfucker Lock? That's Lock. Yes, it was. Ruth Bolton's henchman. Yep. yep Damn. So he is, and he's pretending to be a recruit. Yep. Damn. That means he's going to be behind John. Well, it's not John that he's trying to get oh. to. He's trying to get to Bran He is, but, but he's going to get John too because like well, Ruth, but, but he ain't going to do it before he gets them. So I was like, that's true. Oh, hell to the no. I trying know. to be all... Excuse me, trying to be all slick, Rick, and oh, yeah. friendly and shit. Yeah, but you know what? It, it It's going to work right now. Well, for now. Yeah. So. Oh, Lord. But yeah, that, that upset me. That thorn falls all up in John's ass. He and, is. You know, he tells him, look, you're just a steward. You're not even a ranger, so you need to go empty some chamber pots or something. Yeah. And so John acts like he's going to, you know, uh, puff up, up or something. Yeah. And I'm like, John, just go on. Yeah. So he goes, and that Jano Slant fool, who's another fool who needs to get stuck. Oh, he is the one. Now, he's the King's Landing plant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not a plant, but well, that's the one Tyrion sent. Yeah. So he tells um, Thorne, he's like, look, you're acting commander. Pretty soon, the Meister, or, you know, the Meister's going right. to want a boat. Amen. And they like him way more than they like you. So you might want to go ahead and let John go on off up north and hope that he gets hit. Uh, well, he says, gets, go take care of those mutineers. Right. And maybe they'll kill him. Right. Otherwise, you might be taking orders, orders from him for the him. rest of your life. So, Damn, they shady. 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 They're supposed to all be in a brotherhood. Well, no. They're all crazy criminals and shit. <laughs> and 
when you, like, um, later on, you know, the highborn, they consider themselves above some of them. Yeah. Now, Ned wasn't like this, but some of the highborn folks feel like they're above other people. Yeah. And especially true. knowing that um, these folks are criminals and shit themselves, and John's a bastard who is actually good at shit. Yeah. You know they ain't going to stand for that. Yeah. You That's know? true. So, um, so, yeah, so Locke is cozying up to John, and they're chit-chatting and shit, and I'm like, oh, Lord. So then in a later scene, we see uh, Sam talking to John about leaving Gilly in Molestown. All he's doing is complaining. All he's doing, his useless little ass, all he's doing, oh, I shouldn't have left it there. Oh, 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 shut the hell up, Sam. Well, he's worried. Go do something. Which is what we said. The motherfucker shouldn't have done it then. I know, see, that's Damn. That's the thing. Oh, he's useless. Hurry up and kill him off. No, don't kill him off. Anyway, so John's basically trying to tell him, look. You did what you thought you had to do. Mm-hmm. You can't go leaving now. And Sam's like, well, you did it. And he's like, yeah, and you brought me back home. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we can't do that. So they're talking about where, you know, and this is where, this is what I found interesting about the scene. This is the first time we find out that John actually does know that Bran went north of the wall. Yeah. That Sam told him about seeing his brother yes. going north yeah, of the wall. Yeah, because see, we didn't have that scene where no. Sam is, is telling John this stuff. So, yeah, you're right. So yeah. we find out that, yeah, he, he does know. So yeah. at least he knows that, that Bran is alive. So they start looking at a map, trying to think of, okay, where could they go? And he's like, well, their wildlings are, you know, the wildlings are all, you know, probably going from town to town. Maybe they've gone to one of the one of their old villages or something mm-hmm. and hold up. So they're thinking, huh, Crasters. And there's that fucking lurking lock fool lurking down mm-hmm. around the corner. I'm like, oh well he don't really need damn, he don't need to know where the hell Brand could be. Mm-hmm. You know? I know? So then finally he's he comes in going, Oh well the commander wants to see you. So the commander, basically, the acting commander, mm-hmm. tells John, okay, I'll let you go on up there to the Crasters to take care of them fools, but only with the volunteers. Not You can't just yeah. go and snatch I, up Well, people. he said, I won't order anyone to go with you. Right. But they can volunteer to go with you. So John gives them this little speech about brotherhood and shit and how they need <laughs> to go. Well, you know. I know. I and how like, they need to go. In a, and if that don't, don't get you, then, you know. Mormont was like our father, and we need to go revenge him, you know. Yeah. And that kind of does it, you know, for some of them. He gets about eight or nine people, though. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty, pretty, pretty damn good. And, and of course, that fucking lock thank stands you. up. Thank you. And John says, no, we can't have a recruit go. But then he looks at the the commander, and the commander gives the okay, so... Locks going give him with his. Him. He says, "Well, give me my vows now, and I won't be a recruit. I'll be a real ranger." Yeah. And so then Thorn yeah. does it, and so he's gonna go too. And I'm like, "Oh hell, damn!" He might come in handy though, because we know some shits ha- kicking off. Well, so. and he can fight though he for can real. Fight. He can yeah. fight for real. And so. I start thinking, what if he became friends for real? But that's just uh-uh. pie in the sky no. thinking. That's pie in the sky because he wants that thousand acres and yep. a home keep. That Ruth Bolton promised him. Right. So, no. Right. They ain't going to be no friends. So, so, then we go to Craster's Keep. Oh, Lord, I feel sorry for these girls. This is terrible. Damn. Motherfucking Owen 
which I know is not his name on the show, but I'm calling him Owen from Torchwood. Don't call him that. His name is Carl Tanner. Well, it's Owen to me because that's where I first seen him in Torchwood. Lord have mercy. Owen, which is a good show if y'all ain't seen it. Call him um, Carl. Anyway, this fool is ruling Crafter's Creep now, drunk, drinking and shit, talking about his fucking heyday. Back at Kingsland. Oh, but that ain't, to, that ain't that disturbing part. Oh, well, it's all disturbing. He's saying, I'm thinking, who, who would have thought Carl Tanner from Gin Alley would be drinking wine out of the skull of Jor Mormont? <sighs> and I'm thinking, oh, shit. That was his skull. That was his skull. That was his skull. That was nasty. Oh, oh, shiny and shit like in, in uh, Predator. You know how they would polish <laughs> it. The things I said. Oh, you First nasty motherfucker! I'm not drinking out no skulls. That was so nasty. That was nasty. Ooh, and, and it was just shameful too. Yeah. And then he's drunk and talking about it. You, you're right, talking about his heyday and stuff. And he he tells his men, "Fuck the women until they die." Yeah. Oh, you stupid ass motherfucker! You Thank need you. to die. He need to die. Shit. You need to go next. Mm. And they're mm-hmm. showing people raping girls, girls and fucking right. I'm like, yeah. look. I'm about tired of that. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of that, honestly. And so, then Carl orders Rast, and Rast is that little round one, to go outside and feed the beast. And I'm thinking, well, what they talking about? Well, I knew who they were talking about because... I didn't know. Rast says, you should just kill it. And I'm thinking, that has to be Ghost. Oh, God, we I haven't didn't seen know. Ghost. Okay. I know, see, we hadn't seen him, but yeah. I, I just didn't think that they had him. Oh, I'm so... Ooh. So then... I'm upset. Now, I will say this. I did laugh. <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you laugh at? Wasn't that funny? When that rat says, well, you need to just kill it. And Carl, he tore his ass up. He said, oh, he did. You look like a fucking ball sack. What you even <laughs> doing talking and shit? <laughs> he says, you ugly motherfucker. He did. He I mean, did. I was like, damn, all he said was you should kill the beast. And, honey, he tore his ass up one he side he and did. down the other. He did. And then, wait. Talk about then him talk bad. About, he talked about him bad. bad. I mean, and now, then, that's the first time I've ever heard. He said, you look like a motherfucking ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> I, have never, <laughs> I have never heard that, but it was so funny. I laughed. And then wait, then we kept talking about, oh, you want to try to challenge me? I never lost. I never lost a fight. And then motherfucking fools would always have their armor on. He said, what would happen if we went toe to toe? And Raz, I was shocked because oh, I he, thought he Raz was going to say something. But he's uh-uh. like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't win. I wouldn't win. And I nobody would, win. would either. And, and like, did you notice when he was saying that, he wasn't looking at him either. He was no, looking he, at the floor. Right, submissive. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, shit. He's used to, he's used to uh, having to do that, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then around this point, this old lady comes in there with a baby. A from, boy baby. Boy baby. She's saying it's a gift for the gods. Oh, no. All the women start chanting, a right. gift for the gods. Yeah. A gift for the gods. A gift for the gods. Now, they being raped and shit, but they start chanting, though, all of them when she brought that baby in there. Some of them were just sitting there, yeah. but still. Um, so he's like, well, what do you want me to do? She's like, well, what Craster always did, you need to offer it to the gods. To the White Walkers. To the White Walkers. 
And so he's like, okay. And he takes the baby. That little baby was so cute. Oh, what a cute little boy baby. Oh, he was so cute. And he was just a cooing and hollering mm-hmm. and stuff. So he gives the baby to Rass. Okay, Rass was on his way out there anyway. Anyway, so, so go do take it. it. Yeah, go do it. I was like, oh, well, good. Maybe Rass will get snatched up by the White Walker. And we couldn't be so lucky. No. So he goes and he takes the uh, the yes. baby out. In the woods. In the woods and lays him down. And it looked like to me, mm-hmm. Rast was feeling bad for the baby because he looked at the baby for a minute and then he kind of covered it up a little bit because I was thinking, yeah, yeah, it looks awful fucking cold. Yeah. I mean, for real, like this real baby's out there in the real cold mm-hmm. with no clothes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I, even though I know it had to be, it could have been real. It could have been fake. Who knows? I think it was a real baby. I think it was, no, I mean real snow. Oh. And real yeah. cold. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it did look like to me that Rast is feeling some kind of way about leaving that little baby out there. Mm-hmm. But as he he leaves it, and then he goes back, and he's about to go feed. Well, he walks past ghosts. All he's doing enclosure. is taunting right. ghosts. He's taunting ghosts by saying, "Oh, you thirsty?" And honey, ghost is growling and snarling. I'm like, they really got that wolf to really mm-hmm. bare his teeth and do mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. He's like, "You pink-eyed motherfucker." Mm. or bastard I wish he would have got. and then he starts pouring the water out in front of the cage honey when the ghost reared up on the cage I said ooh breakthrough breakthrough I did too ooh I I was hoping that it would break I know Mm. so he falls all out with his chicken shit ass Mm. And as soon as he gets up, you start hearing more of them crow. Uh, uh, the a bunch of crows. And I was like, oh, hell, we know what that uh-huh. means. That Here come the White Walkers. It gets real cold. The mm-hmm. water he poured out starts and so freezing. he runs. So he runs. He runs to the shelter. Yep. Anyway, okay, then we got Bran and, and his group. Bran and Mira and what Jojen. Jojen. I couldn't think of what his name was. Jojen Reed. And they, they are, it's nighttime. They got a little fire camp going and they're kind of resting and they hear a baby crying and Hodor, Hodor, you know. Yeah. I love Hodor. I know. And, uh, so they, they can hear a faint baby crying and they're, what, what? And so Brand says, well, I'm going to go look. And they tell him, no, no, don't do it. He Stay says, with us. Stay with us. He said, no, I'm, I'm doing it. So he goes through, of course, the eyes of Summer. And it, it, I love how they do that. And so Summer's running toward the sounds of the baby. Yeah. But then she comes up on Ghost, and Ghost is kind of whining because, you know, that's his sister. I think Summer is a boy. Well, uh, yeah, that's his brother. Yeah, because uh-huh. Summer is a boy dog. And, and, um, and then Summer's in a up. trap. Yeah, it gets snatched up. In a trap. Up. So then uh, Bran wakes up and he's like, oh, no, he's that got caught. Br- yeah. He's got caught. Yeah. And so. Um, Damn, I hate like, that. I know. Woo! So they got two he of says, them. They've got ghosts. My my brother's uh, dire wolf yeah. caught, caught up too. Yeah. So at least they know something. So they sneak up on the camp. And they're In looking, the morning. And they're looking from the bushes. <coughs> and they see uh the the guys at the camp, of course, taking the girls and well, manhandling them and shit. Yeah, I was gonna say they're rough and manhandling right. them. You and know. honey, Mira is immediately like, uh, "We got to go." Uh, no, we got to go. Uh, they here. might have been rangers at one time, but, but they're they not now. Thank you. You know, he's yeah. like, "Well, I'm not leaving without Summer," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's a good point. I wouldn't either." 
So she's like, okay, well, where'd you see him? And so she starts to head over that way and gets cold fucking cocked. She gets cold cocked right mean, in the jaw. Pain- no, in the head. Yeah. That looked painful. Mm, mm, mm. So then they got snatched up. Mm, and I'm mm, like, this mm. is the wrong group of people to be snatched be up snatched by. up with. Thank you. Ooh, I was so upset. Oh, but this is what got me the most. Oh, yes. Then the next scene, they're poking Hodor. They need to die. All of them. Oh, all of them got to die. They are sticking him with spears and shit and yes. taunting him. Taunting Hodor. But I mean, you know, he's bleeding. I mean, they're not going to kill him. No, they stab him. him and stuff. Yeah, they that's what I'm him. saying. In they're the pricking way. him. Yep. They're pricking him with their spears and shit yep. and taunting him and saying shit. I know. And all he can say is Hodor, Hodor. And oh, I felt so bad. Oh, I was screaming at the TV. I didn't like that. I was screaming at the TV. I was so like mad. This. Ooh. So they Ooh. bring. They bring. They all got to die. I know. So they question Bran. They prop him up and they bring in Jojen and Mira. Jojen, he's been looking sick since we first saw him anyway, yeah. sweating yeah. and shit. So you knew he was feeling something. Mm-hmm. And um, so they he starts questioning them, like, oh, uh, Owen, he's like, oh, this looks like highborn clothes. He's like, oh, you must be um, highborn or something. He's like, hmm, so what's your name or where y'all from? What y'all doing up here? So they don't say nothing. So he yeah. slaps Bran. Yeah. I was like, oh, now look. Oh, hell no. Slaps Bran. Ew. And then he goes and he starts messing with Jojen and Mira. Well, he he's feeling Mira's hair talking about Ooh, my mother had curly brown hair. I love curly hair. Mm. And he, ooh, that nasty. nasty motherfucker. Thank you. Ooh. So then, uh, Jojen falls out. Jojen seizure, falls though. out, seizure. So you know he's got some kind of warg shit going on. Yeah, yeah. Mira's trying to get to him and saying, let me help him. He's like, well, who are you? Well, he got a knife to her throat. Right. So finally, Bran says, I'm Brandon Stark of from Winterfell. Winterfell. And so Rass walked up, and says, "Oh, that's, that's Jon Snow's, Snow's brother." brother. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, they let go of Mira, so she's able to get over to Jojen mm-hmm. and um, help him out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then we leave that, and we see the White Walker on a horse, the original White Walker, which I well, like. we. From what we know before the scene ends, he's the leader White Walker. Because he's the well, one on the horse with the amazing Well, there were horse. several of those yeah. on the horse in okay. season two or whatever that was. But he's holding the little newborn he's baby He's holding boy. the little baby. And the baby's just looking up at him. And, and kind of cooing. And you see him from the baby's view looking at the White Walker and the White Walker looking down at him. Mm-hmm. I just love seeing those White Walkers though. I know. It's really cool. That is really some good makeup. It is. Oh, it's so then this White Walker is going through the snow and this old crazy ass zombie horse. Yes. Is walking across like this frozen lake and across all these little mountains and it finally gets to this like frozen cave and inside the cave he puts the baby in, in the middle of this like It's on a raised pedestal. Like. Yeah, it's like a But pedestal. it's an ice pedestal. Yeah. In yeah. the middle of these little ice crystals and shit. Mm-hmm. And so then you see unfocused from a distance a whole bunch of different little creatures people or something you think standing there beings yeah shadows and finally you see one start walking towards the baby i'm like well who the hell it is mm-hmm. mm. so something picks the baby up and well, he's hollering he is he, it, that it, little it, baby is hollering this is what it looks like to me this is the 
probably the leader or the priest or whatever of some alien race because it looks like a fucking alien. It looks like an alien. Yeah. And he's got the ice blue eyes and everything. His fingers are his fingers and his fingernail is like all one unit. Like we have, you can tell where our fingernail is separate. But his looked like all one thing. No, it didn't. It looked like a mm. uh, long, like wood. Pe- it, now that was cool. I thought a good, a cool touch. Mm. Anyway, finger. he puts his fingernail up on that little baby boy's cheek, and that baby boy's eyes turned that ice blue shit. It sure did. Oh, I was too through. They're making them. I was. How? I said that's what they're doing to the baby boys. They're making. Well, see, remember we talked Ooh, about shit. what are they doing to the babies? Are they eating the babies? No. Are they raising them up? They're raising them up. White walkers. But I don't like the look of this fucking whatever it I is. I know it. I don't like I it. I know it. Oh, that's upsetting. Poor little baby. They make baby. that little baby with the blue eyes. Well, but oh, see, the white walker, I don't think that's a white walker. It's something else. Well, the white it walker, is something else. Yeah. It's obviously in control of the white walker. I know. Yeah. But I... It's an... It, it, I trust have, me. It's I, an alien being. I like the white walkers, but this, whatever the fuck this thing is, I'm not feeling it. See? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's a cross between a devil and a zombie. Yeah, it looks like zombie. a devil. Well, it looks like a frozen because devil. Because he has, but he's got horns. Spikes like, and shit. And he's got spikes out of his skull, but he's got more than two. Right. It, it, it's like all over the front and, and, and like center like of his it. skull. Well, but who, uh, who cares if you like And wait, he got point, it's got pointy teeth and shit pointy too. Pointy teeth and those blue eyes. Mm, those ice blue eyes. Mm. That little baby was so fucking cute. Oh, he was so cute. And that little baby was hollering. I'm like, who don't let their baby sit out in the cold and holler like that? You know? Oh, that was a good ending. That was a very good ending. It was a good ending, but I was like, what the fuck is this thing now? Well, We thought we had a handle on the damn White Walkers. I know. Well, and I did uh, watch a YouTube video with the director of this particular episode. And uh, uh, one of the, I don't know if it was uh, the D.B. Weiss guy or the other guy who who are making Game of Thrones, producing Game of Thrones. And he did say, he didn't give away no spoilers or nothing, but he did say that that was a real baby. And the real baby was really on the snow and ice because they're filming in Iceland. So it was really a real baby and he was hollering because he was cold. Well, yeah. (laughs) We could tell. But that his mama gave the consent. So, hey, you know. We could tell <laughs> the baby was cold. Damn. Okay, well, let's get on to our feedback. We had a couple of iTunes reviews this week. Okay. Um, the first one is from Scaratio or Scratio. Scaratio. Okay. I'm a new listener to the sisters, and I'm so happy I found them. Yay. The show is hilarious, and these ladies offer a female perspective on the show, which is rare in a podcast. <laughs> if you want a funny, warm, and insightful rundown, look no further. Thanks for the great podcast. Five stars, Scaratio. Ooh, thank you, Scaratio. Thank you, Scaratio. For that five-star review. Five stars. Yay. And then we had um, another, which was, which is from Mugen or Muggin. Muggin. 215. Okay. I love these ladies. Sisters, keep up the good work. 500 stars across the board. (laughs) 
five stars from Muggin215. <laughs> Thank you, Muggin, for the five-star review. Thank you, We Muggin. appreciate it. Thank you. We are glad y'all are enjoying the podcast. Yeah. These long, <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, well, we're going to get that handled. Mm-hmm. I also want to give a shout out to Tanya, who added a really cool link mm-hmm. to a YouTube video on our Facebook page, which is every single scene with Jack and <laughs> I think he's going to do that. Jack and yes. Hagar. And oh, it, it was great. It is awesome. It's awesome. I even like that myself. It was good to go back. And see, you know, the scenes and how it started. And then, of course, the last scene was sad. So I had a little sad moment again. Where I had to relive him changing his face and shit. But um, thank you, Tanya. Wanted to give you a little shout out. (laughs) Yeah, that was very, very good. We have some really good listeners that do some clever stuff. I don't know if she put it together, but she found it. So Mm -hmm. I'm not sure... If she put together or not, but it was, it was good to go back and see that. You know, now we need to find a snaggy one since now. <laughs> snaggy. You know what? We didn't see that Dario fool in this episode either. We didn't. Uh-uh. We didn't see him at all. Absolutely not. That was nice, actually. Let's stick to our main folks. <laughs> okay. So on to our regular feedback. Okay. Um, okay, so we had a couple of emails come in late last time, so they're about the last mm. um, podcast that we'll get through real quick. First one is from Manny. Hey, Manny, what you doing being late? I know, Manny. Damn. Probably because he, he thought we would be late like we have been the last two weeks of our long-ass podcast. We're not mm. doing that no more. No, we're not doing it. So it's... Uh, My okay. schedule won't keep it. So he says, hey, hey, ladies. So Littlefinger was behind it all. No way. Where does Lady Elena come into play? Could they be in cahoots? I think so. Yep. But if they're in cahoots, then it makes sense that Shay could have been working with Lord Baelish as well. Oh, that is a good thought. She could have been employed by him just to keep an eye on the Lannisters. And what better way to do that than through Tyrion? Once Tyrion got married, maybe Shay's new responsibility was to guilt Little T into not betting Sansa. <laughs> guilt Little uh, T. <laughs> to guilt him into not betting Sansa to keep her pure for Littlefinger, but also to ensure that Sansa never become his official wife because she had yet to sleep with him. Now that's gangsta. <laughs> and following gangsta. that, that is. <laughs> and following that thought, maybe Shay was scooped up from the ship by Baelish, not Tywin. That's right, it's time for my favorite B-list characters, Littlefinger and Varys, to start making their comeback. (laughs) That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be. But I want to talk a minute about Daenerys and where I think she will be headed. I've personally always kind of viewed her as a whiny, almost insufferable, entitled girl who thought she deserved everything, everything owed to her because she was, quote, unquote, destined to be the mother of dragons and blah, blah, blah. Her character was... I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think... I don't find her char- whiny at all. Her character has grown so much throughout the seasons, but I just didn't care that much about her. I thought she was filler until the dragons got big enough, and more importantly, until Bran got strong enough to control them. But I really loved her in this episode. She rolled up on Marine like the true... I'm not saying that. Oh, oh Lord. She is, and show them what's what. 
I guess I liked it because this was the first time she didn't use the dragons for manpower or intimidation. <laughs> but this really makes me think that this is her destiny. As I recall, her prophecy was to be the mother of dragons, not the ruler of the seven kingdoms. So I would like to be the first one to add the newest title onto the mother of dragons, breaker of chains, last of the Targaryens, and all those other titles she's accumulated. I will forevermore refer to her as Dar- Daenerys, the Harriet Tubman of Westeros. What? Last thing, ladies. Uh, Lady J. Sister J. I think you two should be called ladies instead of sisters for the Game of Thrones. What do you... Th- oh, that's cute. Oh, that is cute. We could be Lady, Lady J. J and, and Lady K. What do you think the of the blacklist since it's come back from the winter break. I have not gone back since the fiance was revealed. Oh, that's a spoiler was revealed. Oh, no, that's a husband. That's the husband was revealed to be an operative. Right. That's not a spoiler uh, unless you behind on your episodes. Well, I'm I'm caught up. No, I'm all caught up. Okay. Well, that's not a spoiler. I like the blacklist. I love the blacklist. And frankly, I think it's even better. Just, now that he's in the wind. I just love James Spader. Right. So. I love James Spader too. But I think it's better now that the boy, uh, husband is in the wind. Yeah. Because now uh, Reddington has got to find out, okay, who's after him? Because somebody's trying to undo his I like business. it better because it was annoying the shit out of me that they haven't been addressing the husband who we knew was an operative see, uh, episode two. Yeah. And they just let that shit drop all the way up until now. So, yeah. I mean, we knew this from episode two. Yeah, or when one. she found the little... Uh, Actually, one. Yeah. Because he said, watch your husband. So we knew some shit was kicking off right. with the husband. But when she found that whole little cache of passports and shit and that, put them back, but we knew he was an operative and, and she was just yeah. in denial. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'm still annoyed with her, but... That's yeah, okay. but uh, uh, have you seen the YouTube video where they're thanking everyone? Uh, excuse me, the face pay, Facebook video they made where James Spader, the uh, the the actor that plays the girl Lizzie, the actor that plays the husband uh, Tom, and uh, the the actor that plays uh, the other little girl that, that who cares? Who? What do anyways, they say? They were thanking everybody because they got over uh, a million Facebook fans. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Anyway. All right, so he says, thanks always, A. Manny Marcella. OPS. P.S. I referred to myself as Mensa in the past email. I was paying homage to Peter Mensa from Fringe, an American Horror Story. I would never claim to be so smart. <laughs> also, I will post my reasons on your Facebook page as to why I did not care for the finale of The Walking Dead to keep my email short. P.P.S. Thanks so much for the best as a speak quote I've heard in a long time. I don't appreciate you taking advantage of my short attention span. <laughs> That's right, Manny Marcella. Thank you, Manny, Thank for you, that Manny. email. Thank you. <laughs> and I don't know why you didn't like the the, the uh, Walking Dead finale, but hey, we'll discuss that at another time. Yeah. Alright, thank oh, you, Manny. Thank you, Manny. And then we also had another um, late email from last week from Rainbow. What you doing late, Rainbow? Rainbow. Dang. We, we were just talking about you the other day. Mm-hmm. Hey, sisters. Love you. Rainbow from Cali here. Yep. Overall, this this episode left me bummed out. She's talking about the last one. Yeah. It, it had sad things in it and not much relief from tragedy, except for Davos reading with his mouth moving. Hilarious. <laughs> Love him. First 
first of all, Arya is for sure going to be killing the hound now. <laughs> On to the Bucky debate. The OG Daria was equal in stature to Daenerys' first husband, Khal Drogo. Mm-hmm. Large and super sexy. Mm-hmm. Yes! Yeah! Like. See, that's what it was. He killed so many effortlessly. He seemed magical to me. And I was hoping, because he had that coin from Bravos, that he was also a face changer. Yeah. I thought he may have had magic similar to Jack and Hagar, my first love. Yeah. My <laughs> true rainbow. My first love. Ah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. But side no, the man that replaced him is a regular is a of regular stature. Yeah, I was hoping for someone more grand for Daenerys. I know. Hopefully, I'll get used to the new Dario. I liked his pee kill though. Yeah. Okay. Sam is so stupid. Thank oh, you. Oh, Gilly is really going to be safer in the mess den of women of with FCDs who hate wild wildlings. Yeah, they look beyond haggard and absurd or sickly. Who knows what crap she'll be exposed to there. Thank you. At least at the wall, the men could ha- could be sentenced to death for having sex with her. That So that's comforting. <laughs> that's something. Excuse me. That's something. Sam, ugh. I am hoping that Prince Oberyn will be an ally to Tyrion. I do too. Because yeah. I like Oberyn. Egret was so cold to murder that kid's dad. So yep. sad. She needs to die. She needs to die. But she's a wilding. Before Cersei got oh so taken by her brother husband on the floor of her son's casket dead body, she looked like she was smelling dookie when she pulled away all abruptly from Jamie's cold pimp hand. Or gold pimp hand. When Littlefinger was trying to calm down Sansa down on the boat, could he have sounded more creepy? Mm -hmm. Those are just a few disjointed thoughts on the episode. You two are my absolute favorite. Much love to the Sister Speak community as well. And she included a picture. Remember she had a baby? And yes. We were talking the other day, uh-huh. Rainbow, just FYI, wondering how your baby was. Oh, Rainbow! Look at this baby! Look at that sweetie! Oh, look at him. This is the cutest baby. Look at his little cheeks. That is so oh, cute. Oh, Rainbow. He is adorable. Adorable. Oh, what a beautiful baby. So cute. Oh, thank you for sharing that with us. You'll have to tell us his name, Rainbow, next time. How old he is now. Seems like he should be, what, like eight, nine months by now? He sure is cute. So cute. He got them little cheekies. Look at those cheeks. Oh, look at them little cheeks. So cute. Rainbow also um, sent us a P.S., and um, she says, I'm just listening to last week's podcast now, and sisters don't kill off Theon. He will be the perfect person to get revenge and protect the Starks. He just needs to wait for the right time. I'm hoping he'll do the right thing when he has the chance. Thanks mm. for everything. No, Dion needs to go. Dion need to die. He need to die. Because he killed them little boys. And she also included a, um, looks like a tagline, so let's play that too. Oh, cool. Hey, sisters. It's Rainbow from California. If the gods wanted us to have dignity, they wouldn't make us fart when we died. Oh, that is hilarious. Thank you, Rainbow. Thank you, Rainbow. Now, see, now I'm going to have to go back and remember who said that, because I can't remember now. It had to be the Hound or something like that. I would say Lady Elena. I think it was the... Oh, you think it was Lady Elena? No, she wouldn't say that. She might. Thank you, Rainbow. Thank you, Rainbow. Love it. We will put that on the podcast. Yep. Okay. Uh, Our next piece of feedback is a voicemail, so let me play that now. Okay. 
Hi, sisters. This is Jamie calling in. I just wanted to say that I love the podcast and I love all of the hard work that you guys do. I listen to all of your podcasts for every single show that you do and keep up the good work. Again, thank you for all that you do. Bye. Thank you, Jamie, for that voicemail. Thank you, Jamie. And we, <laughs> we love... appreciate you listening. Yep. We appreciate you listening and making your comments short and sweet. Okay, our next email is from Marty. Hey, Marty. And this is also from before. Um, well, damn, what the hell are y'all doing late? Well, I will say in their defense, <laughs> the last two weeks we've been podcasting for two days. So this mm. would have made it in. Dang. But y'all late. Uh, (laughs) episode 23 was my first show back with you ladies this year and right off the bat I'm on the floor weak with laughter as sister J says all you motherfuckers I instantly remembered why I listened and why I missed you all don't remember as many motherfuckers last time I listened but I enjoy it so much I'm gonna take a drink every time sister J says it oh lord you gonna be tore up you gonna be tore up this is going to be a great season, ladies. Can't wait to finish it out with you. Shout out to Sister K. You rock just as hard as well. Happy recording, Marty. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Marty. <laughs> well, hey, you know, that was a brief day. There's usually a reason why I say it, though. I don't just be saying it. <laughs> Not like Sister K. Oh, I'll say it at a drop of a hat. Jeff. She sure does. So well. But anyway. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Marty. Okay, our next email is from Joseph. Hey, Joseph. Hi, sisters. It's me, Joseph, sending in my three minute Mm-mm. and 20 second voicemail. Mm-mm. This should be short enough for you two sisters to muster through while recording the podcast. Mm-mm. It was a bit tough to decide what particular moments of the show to me stood out the most and made this episode really great to watch. Now, Joseph, he already told us on Twitter that he had a three-minute voicemail. And we already told him it's too damn long. And we already said it, Joseph. So don't play it. This is too long. How many times we got to tell y'all? Two minutes or less. Two minutes or less. Less, y'all. Okay, let's keep it moving. Okay, so hold on. Let's play that now. Hey, sisters. It's me, Joseph from Las Vegas. Um, I'm, I'm really going to try and keep this voicemail really, really short by just mentioning my three top favorite moments of tonight's episode of Game of Thrones. Um, my first favorite part of the episode is the scenes of Littlefinger, Sansa, and the grandmother. All, all in those scenes encompassed what we, in the podcast, have been discussing you know who was part of Joffrey's death, and it was it, it was fine. It was really cool to see the conversation about the necklace, um, about how there's a missing stone, and talks talking about poison. And then it was really really cool how after that scene in the boat, it switched off to uh, the grandmother and Joffrey's um, supposed to be queen, and it was. Even in that scene, you gave us something to um, to be thirsty for more information, but then it had to. The scene was cut, cut short. Um, my other favorite scene is um, when um, Jamie came to visit Tyrion and Nacelle, and you can tell from the very very start of the um, scene when Jamie is talking about how he was sitting in his old in his own pile of shit, and um, Tyrion has his own bucket to piss in. You can tell. Like he knew from deep down in his gut that Tyrion had no part in Joffrey's um, death, no matter 
how much everyone hated him. He, he, that was not his style whatsoever. Um, and then my third bittersweet moment of the show is when Lady Brienne um, left. But prior to that, the whole um, scene when Jamie gave gave her um, the Valorant so sword, and then after it were, you can see um, Lady Brienne's eyes, like the awe moments, like oh, he gave me something, you know. And then it was even more when. He revealed to her um, his her brand new um, night suit, night of armor, and it was. I felt even more for her when she when Jamie said, "Oh, I hope I got the measurements right," and I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like a, a like girly kind of like fangirly kind of kind of reaction. Um, that, you know, the, you know, in the shows like the one true pairing in a, in a, any of their shows, they favorite to watch. And then when Jamie said they had to find the Stark girl and bring her back to her mother, and then Brand said, I, "I will do it for Lady Catelyn, and for you." And I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> Even though I have not read the books, their chemistry ever since um, Cersei like b belted out to to Lady Brienne that she knows that um, she fancies Jamie, and um, when Jane, um, Lady Brienne was on the horse and. She turned back, and she was kind of teary-eyed, and then Jamie kind of hinted that, yeah, she kind of had a thing for me, and, oh, it was, oh, it was so good. But other than that, oh, great episode. There's so many moments in the episode I could have mentioned, but I'm trying to keep this, voice you know, pretty short. All right, talk to you later, sisters. Bye. Thank you, Joseph, for that voicemail. Okay, look, Joseph, I'm going to tell you this one time. This is Sister Jack. We don't need no recap. We already do the damn recap. Your feedback should be just what you just like. Just make it shorter. Yeah, just make just it shorter. Make it Three and a half minutes is too damn two long. Two minutes or less is what we're going to hey, have to Hey, two minutes is too damn long. Well. Shit, get to it. We'll have to cut y'all off. <clears throat> yeah, we're going we to cut y'all off because this is getting out of hand. Yeah, but for now... Three minutes was better than the ten and the and, five. You know, I do want to say that, uh, you know... I, for one, even though it may not sound like it, I'm tired of mentioning this shit. I'm tired of of having to come across as like, you know, angry or something because I'm really not. But this is getting out of hand. This is like taking advantage of our generosity. And it's got to stop. Oh, Sister J. Yeah. Now, look, people can have their <laughs> say. We we'll just have to remind them no. all and cut it. When they hear their shit get cut, they will stop putting well, in yeah. the voicemail. Yeah, so, the cutting half. Anyhow, in. thank you, Joseph. Thank you, and Joseph. next week we need it to be a little <laughs> bit shorter. Okay, Way shorter. All right, our next piece of feedback is from Lainey from the ATL. Oh, hey, Lainey. Um, hi, Sister J and Sister K and the Sister Speak family. Here are some quickies on this week's episode. Reading is fundamental. Plays into two storylines. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew Game of Thrones would be so pro-literacy pro in addition to pro-incest, free love, whores, oh, bastards, buddy trips, cannibalism, and southern-style dysfunctional family dynamics? Thanks, Game of Thrones, for not dragging out the whodunit regarding Joffrey's murder. Interesting that Littlefinger did not mention Kat's death as motivation. Yeah. Seems like Varys' comment about him wanting power above all was correct. Yep. Damn, Danny just topped her last record in liberating a city. 
Was it even five minutes into the show? <laughs> I know. That's what I was saying. <clears throat> and she's got this Abe Lincoln thing on lock. But she's, <laughs> but she's also no punk. By the way, but, uh, by the way, love the buddy relationship between baby Barack and Masande. I do too. Speaking of quick, Mama Tyrell has already got Marjorie working on turning out Tommen <laughs> using her old tricks. That's right. Who knew Mama Tyrell, Grandma Tyrell, really? Yeah. Had the seduction game on point as well as the political intrigue. Mm-hmm. And Jamie. He really is in a state of denial regarding the fact Joffrey was his son. Yeah. I have to say, though, he was, he has taken off... Excuse me. He was taken off my list this week after having been put back on it last week. <laughs> I teared up when he gave Brienne the Valerian sword and suit of armor. I know. That's a real fly personal protection gear you got there. <laughs> Coming to America reference. <laughs> I clapped for joy when I saw Pod was to be going with Brienne. Yeah. Oathkeeper indeed. I just hope that Jamie is not blinded by his true love for that hateful Cersei and goes back on his promise. I know. I doubt it, but this is Game of Thrones. Hurry, John, to Craster's Keep. I can't stand to see them torture Bran and Hodor. Although, this is is this bunch of mis, miscreants better than Ramsay and Locke, who also want Bran and Rickon? Nope. No. No. They're just as bad. <clears throat> Baby ice zombies? What the fuck? I know! Thanks, ladies. Free ghost, Lainey from the ATL. <laughs> Thank you, Lainey. Thank you, Lainey. I agree. Free ghost and summer now. Poor ghost. And summer. And summer. They got both of them. Really poor, all of them kids. I know. And we still haven't seen um, Asha, Osha, and, uh, and Rickon. Rickon. Yeah. yeah, where they at? I don't know. I don't mm. know where they at. But Thank you, Lainey. Okay, our next piece of feedback is from Shalita. Hey, Shalita. Hey, sisters. Hope y'all are well. Here's my short feedback because I don't want to get read by y'all. That's right. Laugh out loud. Okay, so let me play that now. Hey, sister speak. It's Shalita from Philly. I'm going to make this short now. I love Lady Olena. She is the queen of everything. And she know how she put a... She put something down on on, on Granddaddy Tyrell because <laughs> I couldn't even walk the next day. Love that part. Um, I hope those bastards at Crasters keep die because they suck and they better not hurt hurt Brandon them. Those bad enough they stabbed Hodor. Uh, Jamie, um, Cersei's still a bitch. Jamie slightly, slightly, I stress slightly, redeemed himself a bit by sending Brienne to protect Sansa. Sansa in trouble because. Baelish is ooh, creepy, 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 creepy. And, uh, I think that's it. Oh, yeah, I love Grey Worm and, and Masande. I'm getting total feels for them. I really, really hope they're a couple, but I guess it can't be because he misses some king equipment there. Um, but, yeah, Danny knew what to do. She took care of business. That was awesome. She knew what to do. <laughs> and... Now we know how white walkers are made. Now I'm completely freaked out. Thank you very much. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Bye. Well, thank you, Shalita, for that voicemail. Thank I, you, Shalita. Hey, I see you are heeding my read. <laughs> she said, let me hurry up, Jack. Let me hurry the hell up. Now, I will say, she also has written us a PS uh, again. Uh-oh. Uh, she says, I forgot the scene between Jamie and Tyrion, which was great. They're the Kingslayer brothers. Laugh out loud. And everyone is just straight saying Joffrey is his son. 
No point shushing him, Jamie. That's right. That's the worst kept secret in the Seven Kingdoms. Ain't that the truth? And I love the scene where Bronn bitch slapped Jamie with his own gold hand. <laughs> Loved it. And a well-deserved bitch slap at that. <laughs> and the fact that Pod is now Brienne's squire. Awesome. I want to see them meet up with Arya and the Hound. Yeah. Because you can imagine Brienne dealing with the Hound. Comedy gold. Oh, yeah. That would, that be, would be awesome. Funny. That would be funny. That would be awesome. Okay, that's it. Shorten my feedback to a very short message. Hope it makes sense. Until next time, Shalita. And she says, P.S. I sincerely hope we don't have to watch Marjorie seduce Tommen because, ew, that's a little <laughs> boy. Just ew. <laughs> Thank you, Shalita. Thank you, Shalita. Well, at some point, uh, at some point, I'm sure we're going to see that. But uh, yeah, you know. But for now, no. And then she's got a, another PPS. Oh, come on, come on, Shalita. She says, "I forgot about Littlefinger aligning with the Tyrell." Sister J said it. Lady Elena killed Joffrey, yep. and she got the poison from Sansa's necklace. Yep. Wow, they really did that thing. And she pretty much confessed to Marjorie. She wasn't about to let her granddaughter be married to Psycho Joffrey. I, yeah. Do you think they're going to let Tyrion take the fall? Hmm? Nope. Uh, nah, he's going to get know. away. I think he's going to get away. He's going to get off somehow. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, Oberyn helps him with his poison knowledge. I think Jamie's going to turn him loose. By the way, did you see the promo for next week? Looks like Crazy Aunt Lys- Lysa is back. Yeah, I did see Yeah. That. Okay, that really should be it. Until next time, Shalita. P.S. Nothing else. Just want to hear Sister J's reaction. Laugh out loud. <laughs> oh, she's trying I'm, to fuck with you, Sister J. I'm tired of them fucking P.S.'s. <laughs> Shit. Now, when you say it's over, it's over, Shalita. No, we give you a pass because you are humble correspondent. Yes, you are. <laughs> you so, get a pass. So you get a pass because you like a, almost like an employee. Yeah. <laughs> Intern. Yeah, an intern. Oh, an unpaid employee. (laughs) Thank you, Shalita. Thank you, Shalita. (sighs) Okay, our next email is from Paris. Hey, Paris. Oh, Paris, you early. Hey, go ahead. What you say? (laughs) Hello, sisters and Sister Speak family. Another fantastic episode. Every time this show opens on a view of a city, the wall, or just landscape, I'm struck by just how high quality a production this is. I know. It's really good. I know. I love the opening scenes between Grey Worm and Masande. We finally see why he's become so fond of her as she is his teacher. Mm-hmm. I really like getting to learn about where she came from and her backstory. Yep. I also liked, really liked Grey Worm's scene with the slaves of Marine and how articulate he is in his native tongue in motivating his brothers to action. I know. That this, was great. Yeah. This actor is wonderful. That final shot of Khaleesi atop the tower with her sigil waving gave me chills. Mm-hmm. I like that scene, too. Yeah. It, it, oh. My second it's favorite great. story of this episode was definitely between the Kingslayer brothers. Tyrion and Jamie had me cracking up. I love that Tyrion addressed the late terrible Joffrey as Jamie and Cersei's son. Mm-hmm. He was not sugarcoating nothing for Jamie's he dad. Sure wasn't. And he was taking it too. I'm glad that he decided to come to his brother's aid. Not only that, but he turned his sword and armor over to Bronn, excuse me, Brienne. over to Brienne, and told her to take Podrick with her. I think the writers want us to constantly go back and forth on how we feel about the character. 
This one left me feeling hopeful again that even with the guilt and darkness inside, Jamie struggles to do what is right for those he cares about. Can't wait to hear from everyone. Paris. Thank you, Paris. Thank for you, that Paris. Email. And you know, Paris, I agree with you too. I think, yeah. I think that's what the, the the writers of the series are are trying to make us. And from week to week, you, you're either liking Jamie and you know wanting to root for him, and then the next week you're like, oh, you cad, you know, you dumb motherfucker and shit. So I think though this week he'd have to be back on my good list. He did good this week. He did good. We'll see how long this shit lasts. <laughs> you know. But he it, did good though. But when it comes because time. what he did for Brienne and I mean that was just and especially knowing that Tywin gave him the sword. See, I just thought that was just so yeah. magnanimous of him. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the way he is having Podrick go with her right. to keep him safe. I'm sure that um, Tyrion told him to. Oh, sure. Yeah, please but, make sure yeah. my squire is taken care of. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank, Thank you, you Shalita. Er, excuse Paris. me. Thank you, Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I got confused. Okay. Come okay. On. Our next email is from uh, Danny without dragons. Oh, Danny without dragons. Danielle. Danny. Dan. Hi, sis. Says, this is Danny without dragons, your Latina sister in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, cool. I'm a new listener, and this is my first time writing in. Hey, well, welcome. welcome to the family, girl. Keep it short so I don't have to read you, though. <laughs> <laughs> I want to speak specifically to the Jamie-Brienne relationship. While a lot of people think that the relationship is romantic, I, I think don't. they seem more like best friends or close siblings to me. Yep. A lot of people have mentioned the gifts Jamie gave Brienne, including the awesome sword. But something people aren't talking about is that Jamie sent Brienne away to protect her. Yes. Yes. That's yes. A, yes. That's exactly it. Jamie knows more than anyone that Cersei is a crazy bitch. Crazy bitch. And I think bitch. Brienne is in huge danger in King's Landing given Cersei's do you love him question. Mm-hmm. I think Jamie sent her away not just to protect Sansa, but also to protect Brienne herself from crazy Cersei. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, That's Danny. very good, Danny. Very good. That's all I have for now. Thanks, sisters. Attached is my tagline for the intro. I hope you like it. All the best, Danny without dragons. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Danny. And let's play her tagline now. Okay. This is Danny without dragons in Omaha, Nebraska, and I will not become a page in someone else's history book. Oh, thank you, Danny without dragons for that tagline. Thank that you, is Danny. awesome. I like it. I'm liking it too. I like your voice yes. too. And you know Crystal what? Clear. For you to be brand new. You she was good, wasn't she? Awesome. Your email was appropriate length and yep. everything. We Very like good. it. Love it. Welcome, Danny. Welcome, Danny. <laughs> okay, our next email is from Joy. Hey, Joy. Hi, sisters. Love this episode. What I love, one, Jamie killing three birds with one stone. Yep. Sending Brienne to find and protect Sansa, although in the back of my head, I kept thinking, please don't send someone after her to kill Sansa. Mm-hmm. Getting her out of King's Landing. Or more importantly, getting pot and more importantly, getting pod out of there yes. too. Perfect pairing. Yep. Two, I freaked when I saw Locke at Castle Black. Oh, yeah. I know. Uh, we did too. Interesting times coming up. Sam finally realized what a dumb idea it was to leave Gilly in Molestown. Three, 
Awesome scenes at Craster's Keep. Hope John gets there in time to save Bran and company. Poor Hodor. I know. That was so sad. Glad Summer and Ghost are back together. They are going to do some damage. I think so, too. When they get loose, they're going to be chopping. Uh-huh. And four, Danny is vicious. Thanks, Joy. <laughs> Thank you, Joy, Thank for you, that Joy. email. I agree, though. I Ooh, I can't wait for John to get up to Caster's Keep. He needs to get there quick. Quick, hurry up. They about to jack them up, I can see. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, our next email is from Bunny. Hey, Bunny. Hello, Sister J and Sister K. Hope all is well with you both. Yep. I have a question and would like your opinions. If Lady Tyrell wanted to poison Joffrey, why did she not bring the poison herself to the wedding and just drop it into his wine glass? Why go through Littlefinger? Also, Littlefinger, who shows no loyalty to anyone but himself, why does he want to align himself with the Tyrells? Because they got money, honey. Well, two reasons. You want to stop there? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, two reasons. And that is, number one, he is really fucking pissed that they killed Lady Catelyn. I think so, too. Oh, hell yeah. The mm-hmm. Lannisters was behind that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Walter Frey did it and everything. The Lannisters were bankrolling that shit. Yep. So he knows that. So he wants to get them back. Trust me. I believe so, too. And, and, and. He ain't done with it. Yeah. And number two, as he pointed out, he's been in the veil for weeks. Ever since Joffrey first gave him Harrenhal, then he left on the ship, remember? Yep. Like, like, you know, very shortly thereafter. So he hasn't even been around uh, King's Landing. So what better person? I have a feeling that it was he who probably contacted the Tyrells and worked this deal oh, sure. out. I'm and, sure. And they jumped at it. Yeah, I'm sure that yeah. happened. Yeah. Because he's, he's, I mean, Lady Catelyn was the love of his life and they just slaughtered her. And and as you heard well, Sansa say. Well, we haven't say, seen that yet. We no. haven't seen him be, uh, his emotion behind that yet. That's Although true. I do feel like he would be angry. He'd be but angry. I don't know how angry though because she did. Slap his ass. She did tell him it would never happen. She did, you know. Yeah, that, but, but but no, not in the face of being murdered. And and Sansa said they they threw her body in the river. Yep. So I mean, no, that's hateful. Mm-hmm. So no. That is. Okay, she says it seemed as if Jamie and Brienne were saying goodbye, as if they were not going to see each other again. Yeah. I found it very moving and sad. See, I found that too. Yeah. Because he said goodbye, Brienne. Yeah, and the way he said it. The way he said it. uh, She says, I love Podrick went with her. That should be interesting. I know. Craster's keep, what a mess. Jon Snow going to battle, and there is Bran, and there is Bran. Locke, we know, wants to kill the Starks. I am just worried about them releasing the two direwolves. To keep it short, I will just comment on the ending. What the F moment. I know. Never saw that coming. I guess the little babies will be White Walkers. Who mm-hmm. was that E.T. guy who turned the baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Those are my thoughts. As scattered as always. Cannot wait to hear your opinions on this episode. As always, Bunny. Thank, well, thank you, you Bunny, Bunny. For that email. That's hilarious. That is funny. E.T. guy. The E.T. dude. Okay, our next email is from Joanne. Hey, Joanne. Hi, sisters and all our Sister Speak family. I love that Brienne named the sword Oathkeeper, but with with that awesome sword and all that cool armor, he couldn't give the girl a helmet. 
<laughs> we hey, are leaving. She's too damn tall for a helmet. Ain't nobody can hit her head. We are leaving her cranium wide open, like they wouldn't dare muss a girl's hair. Damn, Jamie, what are you thinking? Kidding aside, let's hope Brienne uses Oathkeeper well. Hodor suffering in chains just made me want to walk away from the set entirely. Broke my heart. <laughs> I know. This entire part of the episode was very upsetting to me. Finally, we have a baby zombie walker. Okay, wrong show. Now you know where all of that nasty old crafters boy babies have been going. I had assumed the white walkers were eating them. They're fostering them. Yeah, that's true. I'm desperately trying to figure out how Tyrion is going to get out of this one. We love his character too much to let him take the fall for Purple Joffrey. <laughs> okay, if I go on any longer, I'll have to sign this Joseph. Kidding, Joseph. Hi, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> this is Joanne from Upstate New York, not to be confused with Joanne from NYC. Great sense of humor. Love her. All my California peeps started calling me Bronx after I moved to New York City. So I'm changing my handle for the Sister Speak family. Y'all can just call me Bronx. <laughs> oh, that's going to be hard, Joanne. Thank I'll have you, to remember Joanne. that. So, Joanne Bronx. Thank you, Joanne from upstate New York. From upstate New York. The Bronx. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> that's funny. I'll have to remember that, but it's going to take a minute. Mm -hmm. Okay, our next email is from Evelyn. Hey, Evelyn. Hello, sisters. Thought I'd write in to give my feedback on this episode. I only have a few points to make, so this should be relatively short. Let's hope so. This episode moved a bit slow for me and was a bit boring in places. What? Oh, I thought it was... I thought good. it was excellent. I felt somewhat spoiled on Lady Elena's involvement in Joffrey's death after hearing several people say they noticed her touching Sansa's necklace. It took away from the show's reveal for me. Not me. However, Littlefinger implied that Joffrey's murder was a group effort. I wonder who else is involved. Exactly. Well, I think it was him and Elena. Well, it could, it be, could somebody be somebody else. else. Yep, that's true. Are Rand and John going to meet up soon? And was anyone else angry when Craster's people were hurting Hodor? Yes. Yes. I hope Hodor can get a little revenge. I don't think Hodor will yeah, because but he's not... He's not a vengeful no, uh, a person. No, he's not mean. So, he no. wouldn't even think to do anything. Mm -mm. I love Danny, but her story has lost some of its excitement for me. It was too easy for her to overtake Marine and free the slaves. We haven't really seen Danny challenged in a while and don't know how she'd respond if she were on the losing or struggling side of a battle. That's true. That's true. And it was super simple. It, it seemed like it was simple. really easy. Mm-hmm. Was anyone else as happy as me to see Podrick become Brienne Squire? Yeah. He's only a secondary character on the show, but his loyalty could end up really benefiting Brienne. Yes. Yep. The final scene with the White Walker was insane. I initially thought the baby was going to be some type of sacrifice. Who knew that they could turn babies into White Walkers? I thought White Walkers could only turn people they killed into White Walkers. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't See, think he's turned. Okay, this is my. I don't think that's a White Walker. First right, of all. this is my personal opinion. I don't think that's a White Walker at all. I think what the what that little alien being looking thing does with the boy babies is he 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 makes them like him and he grooms them. Obviously, whatever race of being he is. Uh, 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 can can well, is compatible with humans because those babies grow up. And frankly, this is my uh, own interpretation. When you first see that man, 
like Sister Kay pointed out, there's a whole group of shadowy figures. Yeah. I think that's the other boy babies that have grown up and they're behind this guy. See, I think that that thing, those shadowy figures are all like that spiky headed thing. I think and that they're making the babies into those white walkers that brought him up there. I don't think that at all. I um, think I think that the 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 shadowy figures behind him are the boy babies that are sacrificed to uh, uh, Craster's sons that they always lead there. That they, that he does that whatever that thing is, he changes them genetically and they grow up. Obviously, they don't kill them, so the baby is a baby, but it's still going to grow up. I don't know. We're going to see, but I, that's what I think. I don't know. But I don't, I don't think like they that make them the alien-looking, horny-looking thing. I know. It was just That too, was disturbing. It was just too, like, devilly looking But it was disturbing because he was doing it to a baby. Well, but we knew the White Walkers were taking the babies. But this that's is true. different than the White Walker. That White Walker was scary enough. And now we have this little freaky-ass alien thing. Well, and, or the devil, White Walkers work for the devil alien thing, thing or something. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. All I know is they need to switch his ass up. We're going to find out, I'm sure. Yeah. Hopefully this season. Okay, our next piece of feedback is from Tammy, and it's a voicemail. Okay. So let's play that now. Okay, cool. Hey, sisters, it's Tammy. Um, I'm going to send in a voicemail, and I'm going to keep it short, because I don't want you guys reading me. This last episode of Game of Thrones, Craster's motherfucking keep. What the hell was that? I just I just wanted to burn the whole place to the ground. Oh, those poor girls. It was just, it was too emotional for me, because, you know, I wish I had been drinking wine during this episode, but... I usually have my wine early, and I didn't want to have another glass because I'm thinking, oh, I'll just fall asleep because, you know, I'll have too much wine. But I wish I had been drinking again because my nerves were shot at the end of it because, I mean, I told you, those direwolves, the story is just going to get dropped because here's poor ghost caught in a trap. And then Bran tries to sneak over there as Summer, and he falls into a trap. And then seeing Hordor being like, you know, stuck with the spears and going Hordor and that was it was heartbreaking and I was so wound up by the end of it Andres was like looking at me side eyes he's like why don't you just calm down like why are you so invested in these characters he shows no emotion after these shows he's so stoic and I'm like I, I was like how could you not feel something it's Hodor for god's sakes I mean how are they gonna get out of it and he's like it's just a tv show but yeah that's how he is but I was overly emotional We'll see how, um, I hope Bran gets out of this. It, it was just too much, this episode. I really wish I had been buzzed. Yeah, so I think next next week I'm going to be, you know, clutching my wine like Cersei. Okay, sisters, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Oh, thank you, Tabby, thank for you, that Tabby. funny voice. Oh, hey, my oh, God. You are cracking us up. You will be clutching your wine like Cersei. Cersei. Hey. I always drink a little wine during the episode while I'm watching it or some adult beverage. I'll put it that way. But it was, I mean, parts of it was disturbing. And, you know, I do like this show and I do like the characters. But, I mean, yeah, well. Well, I get invested in the show, too. I get wound up while I'm watching it. Now, the the whole Craster shit, I was pissed off. Yeah. When they got to Hodor, I was oh, royally pissed off. I was really off. mad because... I was, fuck, I was cussing at my TV. <laughs> talking about, oh, y'all motherfuckers <laughs> did Stick Hodor. 
who you can tell is simple. I know. And you're going to be torturing this man. Yeah. And then all the other shit. Oh, yeah. It was just too much. Yeah, it was too it much. It was too much. But my only saving thing is I, I, I'm thinking, hoping that either the White Walkers or John and them come up and just kill all of them. That's true. But and I let mean, Ghost and them out so they can rip up a couple of them, too. Right. But, I mean, I love the episodes and stuff, but... I, I guess I'm a little like Andreas. I, you know, when the episode's over, it's over. You know, I'm not that emotionally invested in, in all these dang characters. So, hey, Andreas. Hey, Andreas. How you doing? Okay, our next feedback is from Stephen. Hey, Stephen. So let me play his audio file now. Okay. Hello, sisters. Just watched another great episode of Game of Thrones. Last week I mentioned I wanted revenge for Lord Mormont, and then this week we see bloody Carl drinking wine out of his skull. That did not please me one bit. I can't wait till John gets up there and gets revenge for him, and then hopefully rescues Bran and Ghost and Summer and everyone else. Um, and then the Whites at the end, and the White Walkers, or are they, they the old gods? Don't know, but they were flipping cool. Speak to you next week, sisters. Thanks. Bye. Oh, thank you, Stephen, for that voicemail. You know what, Stephen? You said, you, know, you said thank you, Stephen. Yeah. You mentioned the old gods. I wonder if that's what they're supposed that's to what be. They're, maybe, that, maybe that is. What? Maybe that is Didn't what think it about that. is. Yeah, I didn't think about that either. But yeah, I'm with you, Stephen. And that is that when when that Carl Tanner was drinking out of a Mormont skull, that really burned me up. Yeah, that was awful. That was just uncalled for. That was awful. You know, so yeah, I want John to hurry up and get up there and kill them all. Get him, John. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> okay, our next email is from Myron. Hey, Myron. Hello, sisters. Keeping things short and sweet. Okay, let's get started. Number one, when Bronn slapped Jamie with his own hand, I cracked up. Yeah. Why did Jamie stay away from Tyrion for so long? He didn't want to give Cersei another reason to be scornful of him if she found out. Best line of the episode, Tyrion to Jamie. You really asking if I killed your son? Jamie to Tyrion. Are you really asking if I killed my brother? I loved it. I did too. Yeah, that was good. Two, we know Oberyn... Martell is kinky freaky, but damn, Lady Elena, I guess they were dropping it like it was hot in Westeros, too. Is Marjorie written a bit unobservant this season? Uh, I don't think she would have had any thought that her grandma would do all that. No, I don't think so. So, I think she's been written fine. Yeah. You know. Number three, I hate the Locke character. When he was lying to Jon Snow about why he chose to take the yeah. black over losing a hand... We know this is the same mother sucker who cut Jamie's hand off. Yep. Damn. And, and threw Brienne in that bear. Oh, that's right. Thing. He showed it. Yeah, he's the one that threw her down that pit with the bear. Ooh, John gonna have to take care of his ass. Mm. Number four. In this episode, Jamie had an endearing scene with Tyrion, sneaks Podrick out of King's Landing, gives Brienne his sword, or was it Joffrey's sword? It was his sword. It was his sword. And assigns her the task of keeping Sansa safe. I say all this because of the outrage people express against Jamie having, quote unquote, raped Cersei. We cannot use modern day morality to judge what happens in a fantasy world where children get killed off because they might threaten the succession of kingship, 
Women are abused and hung up during war. Remember those women who were raped and hung last season when Brienne killed those guys when she was talking to Jamie? Yep. Yep. The viewers have been dealing with violence against women, children, and the weak since the beginning of the show. Don't get your panties in a wad because a character you're not supposed to like, Cersei, has a confused sex scene with her brother. Y'all love Kyle Drogo when all he could say was no to Danny as he wrote her to completion after being sold to him by her brother. Yeah. I mean, come on. If it seemed like Jamie raped Cersei, it's because the show hired directors who didn't shoot the scene well enough. Do the viewers remember that Jamie lost his hand because he was protecting Brienne from being raped by Locke's men? Yep. Some of the viewers have such a short-term memory. That's the, a good point. The sex scene between Jamie and Cersei was the last vestige of a failing relationship between them. Yeah. I believe that Jamie has more in common with Brienne than he does with Cersei. Yeah. Hopefully she will survive the perilous journey she has undertaken. Mike dropped out, Myron. Thank you, Myron, for that uh, email. Thank you, Myron. And you know what, Myron? I like the fact very much that you refer to that scene repeatedly as their sex scene because that's exactly what it was. It was not a rape. It was their sex scene. So I appreciate that because, yeah, uh, all these people all upset online and saying all this shit. But like Myron also said, that's how it was shot. That's how they shot it. That's true. That is what it looked like. And I wasn't online to to read all that stuff. But it didn't even look like that to me. Well, period. Because she was clutching him and she was using him. Well, I mean, she was using him because she wanted him to go kill Tyrion. Yeah. Yep. And he wasn't responding by saying, oh, yeah, okay, I'll go do it like she thought he should. Mm. That's what. That's the only reason why she pulled away. Anywho, well, thank you, Myron. Thank you, Myron. Okay, our next email is from uh, Judy. Hey, Judy. Hello, sisters and the Sister Speak family. First, I have to say that I love the Long Ass Podcast. I listen to other podcasts, and none of them are as interesting, insightful, or hilarious as yours. And you have the best listener feedback. We all appreciate your hard work and dedication. We understand that this isn't your job, and you're giving up your time to offer free content. Thanks. No, some of them don't understand that. Also, (laughs) love the color purple references. (laughs) On my phone, my sister's ringtone is Miss Seeley's Blues. Love that movie. I did too. Now, about Game of Thrones. Lady Elena has skills and is dropping knowledge to her granddaughter. She shall is. Can't wait for the road trip adventures of Brienne and Podrick. I hope Jon Snow and the Dire Wolves fuck up those fools at Craster's Keep. I know. Mostly for abusing Hodor. Mm-hmm. Those White Walkers are so awesome looking. I am so excited to see how this storyline develops. Anxiously awaiting the podcast. Judy. P.S. Was it Joanne that thinks Littlefinger is sexy? Oh, no. I'm judging you, sister. He's totally creepy. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was Joanne from Colorado. Thank you, Judy, for that email. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Baelish is creepy. 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 He's he's a good bad guy, but he is creepy. He is creepy. But yeah, that actor is playing the fool out that part. Yep. Yep. Mm. Because other than Joffrey, he's the one I hate. Creepy. (laughs) Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Okay, our next email is from Eddie. Hey, Eddie. OMG, sisters, I just started watching Vikings because you guys mentioned it so good. 
Maybe do a retroactive after show about it and true detective. Just a thought. <laughs> I love you, ladies. The Game of Thrones recap makes my day. Greatest podcast ever. XOXO, Brother Eddie. Oh, thank you, Brother Eddie. Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Vikings is very good. Thank you, Eddie. Okay, and our next email is from Andrea. Hey, Andrea. Hey, sisters and Sister Speak family. I'm going to stick to two thoughts in an effort to keep this from being a L long-ass podcast. It better not be a long-ass email. Number one, seeing Jamie and Sarah say interact, I've changed my mind about the rape scene. While it was a rape because he didn't have consent, I think it was he was desperately trying to make a connection with Cersei and using sex is how he has done it in the past. Yep. Just a thought. Not that I'm an expert on how rape victims should act, but Cersei didn't seem like she was afraid of or intimidated by Jamie's presence uh, tonight. She was just back to being cold and condescending. Yeah. She brings out the very worst of Jamie's character, contrasted with Brienne, who brings out the best. Number two. I think Bran is going to warg into Hodor again, and then it's going to be on and popping at Craster's. <laughs> that's a good idea. Oh, that's a good idea. Out of Bran slash John and Sansa slash Arya, who has the best chance of meeting up next week? Until next time, Andrea. I think John and Bran Thank you, have the, Andrea. I think John and Bran have the best chance of meeting. Yeah, them. because they are uh, because John and his little crew they are definitely going up to Craster's Keep. Yep, and, and they're trying to be as as swift about it as, as possible. Yeah, because he's trying to beat Mance up there. Yep. See, and Arya and Sansa they could meet up, but I don't see uh, so, um I don't know how far Arya is from the Eerie. Yeah. And so we'll have to see how, you know. We'll have to see because that, that is where the hound has taken her, though. Right. Because right. Uh, so he can get paid for her and get stuff. Paid. So, oh, that would be wonderful if them two met. Yes. And, and realize that, uh, you know, they both survived. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Our next email. Thank you, um, Andrea, first of all. And then our next email is from Mr. J. Hey, Mr. J. Uh, he says, <laughs> Sister K. Please read in the voice of Sophia from The Color Purple, one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time, and dedicate to my old school brother, Myron. Okay. Who done told Myron to read me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Wait, he got more. He says, all my life I had to read. I had to read Brother Ray. I had to read Naomi. I even had to read my own sister, Jay. But I never thought I'd have to read my own Myron. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's he good. He says, I love my Game of Thrones podcast. Oh, wait. I'm, oh, he's still going. Hold on. He says, I love my Game of Thrones podcast. God knows I do. But I kill it dead before I let you read me. <laughs> now, you want a dead-ass fringe podcast? Keep on sending long ass emails the way you've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, that is, that is awesome. Oh, that's good. Sorry, Myron. I just couldn't resist. No shade. I promise. Much love to you all, Mr. J. Thank you, Mr. J. Oh, that's awesome. Ooh, you made my day. Hey, Mr. You J. don't know how much you made my I day. I love it. Oh, I love that. We need to do 
I need to do that again. Keep yeah. that on tape. Well, she every to, time you need to practice it and do it in the Sophia voice. I did. No, but I mean, like you know, separately. Even better. Yeah. 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 Separately, like a script. And then record we gotta, that. We gotta have to play that again. Ooh, that's a good one, Mr. J. Oh my life, I had to read. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's good. That is very clever. Thank very you, clever. Mr. J. Oh, we love it. Okay, our next email is from Leslie in Tulsa. Hey, Leslie. Hello, sisters and friends. This episode of Game of Thrones was delicious. Lots of juicy scenes and great dialogue. Yep. All of my favorite scenes included Jamie. The conversations between Jamie and Braun and Jamie and Tyrion were so good. His gifts to Brienne were also touching, mm-hmm. which is why I am confused. Did the show's producers not intend for last week's scene with Cersei to seem so rapey? They are certainly continuing with the Jamie is a good guy arc story arc this week. I wonder does Jamie look does Jamie's look of regret as re, excuse me as Brienne leaves mean he is truly fond of her and wants to protect Sansa on her behalf, or is it a look of regret because he intends to use her to find Sansa for Cersei? I don't think Ooh, so. I didn't think about that. I don't think he'd do that, though. At this point, I have no idea. I don't think he would either. I, no. He, well, I think he truly respects Brienne. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, uh, I didn't think about the aspect that he was saving her. Too, yeah, I, sending her away, mm-hmm. uh, so so, so she could be safe too. Land, yeah, yeah, because Cersei's so damn mean and hateful mm-hmm. and shit. Uh, so no, I don't think he's using her at all. Uh, she says, at this point, I have no idea. Will he be loyal to her, his brother, and to the faith Brienne has put in, put yeah, in him I think to do so. the right thing? I think so. I think so too. Obviously, I was right about Lady Elena poisoning Joffrey. Just not about who she got the poison from. Yeah. Her conversation with Marjorie was as entertaining as they always are. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt she was very, very good. <laughs> Probably still is a saber tooth. Yeah. <laughs> Marjorie's subsequent visit and conversation with Tommen was masterful. Girlfriend knows just how to talk to everyone to further her cause. She does. I'm looking forward to potential clashes between her and Cersei. One final question. Anyone think Littlefinger is underestimating Sansa by telling her so much? Yep. I think he may be taking her for granted as someone who could be his undoing. Yep. His bragging, he's bragging way too much. Wouldn't that be great? It would. Yeah, I think so too. Yes, Sister J, I do love my brown liquor. I can't approve substituting it for vodka in the bourbon burborita. Burbo but if it works for you, I hope you enjoy it. Strictly for research, uh, I may have, uh, Sister J, I may have to try. Strictly for research purposes, of course. I understand now why it is so damn hard for us to avoid the long-ass emails. There's just so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. As Sister K would say, anywho, looking forward to our weekly rehash, Leslie in Tulsa. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Leslie. That, that wasn't too terribly wasn't long. wasn't too bad. No, that wasn't too bad. It was but, on you the know, fringe. Just keep it short. It was on the fringe. Just keep it short, you know. But... Thank you. Mm, thank you. Our next email is from MK. Hey, MK, where you been? Where you MK? Okay, for those of y'all in our Sister Speak uh, 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 family, especially you newbies that don't know, MK is the originator of the drinking game. Which we haven't played. We haven't, we haven't about. played for a long yeah, time. Yeah, we haven't talked about it for a while. That every time I say, first of all, you take a drink. Yep, or I say it. 
either one yeah, of us. Yeah, either one of us say yeah. that. And, and uh, we say it a lot. We say it a lot. We didn't realize how much we said yeah, it. Yeah, until we, we start doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, MK, for that game of where well, you she, been. She says, hey, sisters, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the work you consistently put into this podcast. You two bring much laughter into my life. If you are ever in Chicago, do let me know. And like another listener wrote, I'd love to buy you an adult beverage in appreciation. <laughs> Much appreciation and love also goes out to the Sister Speak family. Attached is my short ass tagline, MK. <laughs> Thank you, MK. Okay, so let's play her tagline now. Okay. Greetings from the Windy City. This is MK, banner woman for House Sista, whose motto is, first of all, sisters close the drapes. You are our banner woman. Yeah. That's right. For the sisters. Close Thank you, MK. Drinks. I love it. We got to come up with the sigil. We do. Yeah, we, really we need do. to do that. Yeah. We yeah. Really do. Thank you. That is awesome. Awesome. <laughs> okay, our next email is from Chocolate Bill. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Chocolate Bill. Where are you being, Chocolate Bill? Where are you being? It's hotter than the motherland in Southern California today. Speaking of hot, hey, Sister K. Wink, wink. <laughs> hey, Chocolate Bell. <laughs> this is probably the 10th hour of your podcast, so I will keep my comments brief. No, it's not the 10th. No, it isn't. But it's probably the second. <laughs> uh, as always, I look forward to your show every week, and I cheer out loud when I see a new one in my inbox. I think Dim Thrones is living up to the hype this season. Yeah. It's been a fun ride so far, and since I haven't read the books, I can't wait to see what happens next. The highlight so far, when Joffrey kicked the bucket. Yeah. I dislocated my shoulder during his long-ass and agonizing death scene. <laughs> when he started choking, I began to pump my fist, and I continued faster and harder, yelling, Yes! As his face went from pink to purple. His eyes went cloudy, and I heard a loud pop. I was laughing and squealing in pain all at the same time. Yes, yes, ouch, yes. I'm joking, but it could have happened. Laugh out loud. <laughs> the addition of Indira Varma, Ilaria San, San, to the cast was a pleasant surprise. Mm -hmm. I've crushed on her for many years. Sigh. Keep up the... I know, she is gorgeous. She's very pretty. Keep up the good work, sisters. As long as you are podcasting, I will be listening. There are many of us out here who appreciate the time and effort you put into your shows each week. To add to the madness, I've attached the tag for your listening pleasure. Love you, sisters. Your number one fan, Chocolate Bill. Thank you, Chocolate Thank Bill. Thank you, Chocolate Bill. And let's play his tagline now. Okay, cool. This is Chocolate Bill from Costa Mesa, California. If you're not down with my sisters, they just may give a man your name. Ooh, Chocolate Bill. I love it, we Chocolate love it. Bill. And you don't know how much Sister K loves love that, that Jack and Reference. Yes. <laughs> it's very good. Thank you. Well, we love your voice. A girl gives a man his own name. <laughs> you sure will give it the name. Oh, thank you, Chocolate thank Bill. Thank you, Chocolate Bill. Okay, and our next email is from Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Sister J and Sister K and family. Sisters, I will make an oath to you. I swear this won't be a long-ass email. I love it when Danny gets mad, but her story seems too easy or too slow to me. Is she mm. on to King's Landing next? That's Tywin's territory. You can't just walk in and take the throne. I bet he's already got a plan just for her. 
You know, he's always scheming. Things I didn't like. Those nasty deserters fucking with Hodor. Jon Snow better hurry up. Snow better hurry up. Getting rid of Brienne, Podrick, and Granny Tyrell all in one episode. At least Braun is still around to smack Jamie with that golden pimp hand. That was too funny. Well, Jamie, I have to pretend that shit didn't happen last week. Still shaking my head, though. Cersei's done with him. She's pissed he won't kill Tyrion or Sansa. Is she going to try and get Jamie killed? Ooh, I hope not. No. That's her twin brother. She wouldn't do that. Brienne's probably the only person willing to defend him, and she's gone. That new King White Walker, whatever the hell he is, was awesome. Mm-hmm. I recommend looking up the theories on him. Very interesting. Oh, the King White Walker. So that's an interesting concept. Hmm. Thank you for the many, many... Maybe that's why he got the little horn thing. Horns, things. yeah. All the way around his head. head. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting, hmm. Aaron. Thank you for the many, many hours you put into uh, YouTube, put into the podcast. It always brightens my day when I see there's a new one, even if it's long ass. Take care, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you, Thank you Aaron, for that for that uh, funny email. And I, you know what? I think it's hilarious that several of y'all re- referred to Jamie's hand as his pimp hand. His pimp hand. <laughs> it is his pimp yeah, hand. Yeah, because that just never occurred to me. So I think that's hilarious. That is funny. <laughs> well, thank you, Aaron. Okay, our next email is from Crystal. Hey, Crystal. In Little Rock. Cool. Hey, sisters in the Sister Speak family. Hope you are all doing well. It's Crystal from the, uh, from the Rock and trying to keep it short and sweet this week, so let's get started. Danny is killing the game, but is she ready for King's Landing? Mm. I don't know. When Braun slipped that, when Braun slipped in that G move and slapped Jamie with his <laughs> own gold hand, I wish Braun would have said, Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> The Kingslayer brothers meet up finally and are stronger than ever. I love that Jamie has rededicated himself to Tyrion. Feel the brotherly love. <laughs> Go team Kingslayer. <laughs> game recognizes game as it is revealed that Littlefinger and Elena teamed up to kill Joffrey. And I cannot see how Marjorie didn't squirm as Granny or Lena, or shall I call her by her throwback name, Oh yeah, Lena. <laughs> Explains how she put it on her. <laughs> oh, that's funny. How she explains how she put it on her sister's fiance. So good, he became her fiance. I would have been like, "Wow, please never tell me that story again, Grandma." <laughs> but when one is trying to become queen, you take note of such tactics. That's right. Up north, when I wish that lock would go on somewhere, I did not mean the wall. Mm. That is a stark, concentrated area. I know. 20-something Marjorie grossed me out with her beginning stages of seducing a maybe 14-year-old. This is our little secret. It's a predator line. <laughs> that is true. That, no, that's true. Now, that I, is true. I didn't see it like that. I didn't either. Although, I have, I have, yeah, I probably should have. Uh, <laughs> that says, is a predator line. I wanted to grab Cersei and drag her to Tommen's room myself. Brienne looked fantastic in her new armor. She did. I was like, you better work, Brie. <laughs> the Oathkeeper name is such a Ned Stark quality, and I love that part of ice is intended to protect Sansa. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, part yeah. of ice. Yeah. yeah. Crasters was a nightmarish mess for all involved, and will get worse before it gets better. 
And I was about to punch somebody over cutting up Hodor. I know it. That baby white walker scene. I did not realize that my back was firmly pressed into the back of my couch watching this until the credits rolled. <laughs> that poor baby received a thing worse than I had imagined. Mm. Who they are bringing it this season. Mm-hmm. Hope this was not too long as kinda. But there was some stuff going down in Westeros this week. Love you ladies and Sister Speak family worldwide. Crystal in Little Rock. Thank you, Thank Crystal. You, Crystal. <laughs> yeah, that was Virgin on Long Ass Crystal. Just a little. Okay, our next email is from Gabriel. Hey, Gabriel. Hey, Gabriel. I have to give huge props to Sister J. Can't wait to hear her gloat over her victory. <laughs> I was indeed waiting way too much of waiting way too much of Sansa, enjoying her little creeper. <laughs> Looking back, though, the glass was not that close to Lady Elena, even if she picked the poison up on the necklace. Someone should have seen her put something in the glass. No, it was right in front of her. It was kind of close to her, and everybody's focus was on the pie coming out. Exactly. So I could see it now. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, Diana Rigg, who plays Lady Elena, is truly great. Oh, she is so good. I can't remember a scene with her that I did not enjoy. Truly a great actress. Her anecdote on how she avoided the wedding with a Targaryen was hilarious. (laughs) I know. (laughs) A lot of stuff going on in this episode, but I'll keep it short. On the Khaleesi storyline, I really feel she won the city way too easy. Not the first time that happened. Obviously, it's for money reasons. I really wouldn't mind it to be harder and see more action. Mm-hmm. A lot of Jamie going on also. Really good stuff there, too. It was like they tried to redeem him after the rape of Cersei. Yes, it's a J. It was a rape. No, don't, it wasn't. Don't fight it. No, it wasn't. I'll finish with this. Is the winter finally coming? Huge fan from Belgium, Gabriel. Thank, Thank you, Gabriel. you, Gabriel, for that email. Thank you. Okay. All right. And y'all are doing pretty good so far. Yeah. Okay, our next I guess my read worked. It... <laughs> <laughs> okay, our next one is from the Lady Black Lannister. Hey, the Lady Black Lannister. Hey, ladies. I'm all caught up on the show and your L.A. long-ass podcast. Mm. Y'all got to control your damn dragon. Yes, we do. Some of the family can get out of control with the ramblings. But some were very good. But somewhere, very good like Andrea, she provides great feedback. I also want to give a shout out to Lucy the Splainer, who is also in Des Moines. <laughs> well, that was some kind of wedding, wasn't it? Yep. It ended before I could even get the electric slide going. Oh, Lord. I hate to be a stereotype, but as the only black Lannister, I'm usually the party starter. <laughs> I also sung a movie rendition of Amazing Grace at King Joffrey's funeral. <laughs> After a long, sad night of drinking, I realized I'm over my infatuation with Jamie. I was somewhat di- temporarily digmatized, but <laughs> I have been cured. <laughs> it's interesting hearing how different people view this his rape of Cersei. I agree that he raped her. No, nope. but he did. But he did was out, excuse me. What he did was out of anger and about power. He was angry because she pushed him away when he touched her with that gold hand. And it made him mad. And he feels powerless because he lost his hand and nobody respects him anymore. She sees him as a cripple. Um, He is now, and he knows that. He raped her. The wall is getting interesting. I don't even know what to think about those white walkers. And Jojen Reed ain't looking too good. Mm -mm. (laughs) He may not make it much longer. Yeah, he was was looking sick. sick. Do we know if John is aware that Jano Slint is here because he betrayed Ned? Oh, he don't know that. No, he don't know that. There's going to be hell to pay when he finds out. And Locke sure did get to the wall fast. 
Is Lock a oh that's a good point. He did get to the wild quick. Mm-hmm. Is Lock a Bolton or just a bannerman of the Boltons? He never says his last name. Well, I think he's a, a bannerman of the of the Bolton. I think he's not a Bolt. Yeah, I think he's a bannerman. <clears throat> yeah, he's a bannerman. Who knew that you could just show up at the wall and check in like Motel Six? That Alistair Thorne is a big dude. Um, he's about a foot taller than John. Every time I think a Stark is going to be reunited with another Stark, it falls apart. John is so close to Bran now, and if something and and if somehow he doesn't get to him, I'm going to be pissed. I kind of like John. He's so brave. I might be changing my name to Black Snow by the end of the season. Laugh out loud. Instead of Lannister. That would be good. That's a good name. Mm. I admit I'm rambling, but I hope this wasn't too long. P.S. There is also a mixtape of songs inspired by the Game of Thrones. Um, I put one about Aria Prayers on your Facebook page. Yes, I saw that. Mm. And there is a mixtape with about like seven or eight songs all about Game of Thrones. Uh, wait, PPS, love your podcast. You are super entertaining, and I give you five stars every week. The Lady Black Lannister. Woo, Lady Black Lannister. Thank, Thank you, Lady you. Black Lannister. But that's, that's bordering on long yes, ass. Yes, it was border. It was borderline. And especially with them PSs and PPSs and shit. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, yeah, control your stuff. Because <laughs> you talking about control our dragons. Yeah, um. <sighs> okay. Thank you for that email. Thank though. you, Black Lannister. Uh, okay, our next email is from Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Hey, lovely sisters and the Sister Speak family. First of all, kudos to the family for clocking in at a little under three and a half hours on the last podcast. We're making progress, guys. Speaking of kudos, all of you who guessed Lady Elena and Littlefinger deserve an extra glass of wine for your deductive skills. <laughs> I know, because I had no idea. Given how sly Marjorie is, I was a little shocked that she had no idea that her dear grandma was the mastermind. Yeah, she had no idea. The saddest part of the episode had to be Elena announcing her departure. Her snarky barbs are always one of the highlights of the show. I know, and she is so good. I think we're going to keep seeing her. I hope so. I hope so, too. Tommen and Sir Pounce of House Too Fucking Adorable were a delight. I know. Tommen can basically just exist, and he's still preferable to Joffrey. But his shy sweetness with Marjorie was so cute. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Marjorie and Littlefinger are batting it out to lead the house Chester the molester. <laughs> Were we watching Marjorie or a Lifetime movie about Mary Kay Letourneau? Gross. Oh, Lord. I uh, know. Now, see, that's the only thing. Oh, Lord. Okay. Tammy, I adore you and your hunky Dutchman, Andreas. But I'll be the first to wave the white flag. We all know full well that my ass would never win in a midget wrestling match with Sister J. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, How come we got to be a midget wrestling? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be a lot less like Brienne battling the bear and more like Hodor frantically hodoring inside the windmill. <laughs> As always, thanks so much for an awesome episode and I can't wait to hear everyone's feedback. Love, Jackie. P.S. Nate says, hey, sisters. Hey, Nate. <laughs> also, if those white walkers are so good with si- silencing crying babies, we may need to hire one for our next flight. <laughs> Ooh, Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. Email. Thank you. Oh, that's hilarious. That's funny. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, and our next email is from Niambi, and it's a voicemail. Hey! She says, hi, sisters. I've recovered from my scolding, and I'm on my best behavior this week. <laughs> <laughs> Come on with it, Niambi. Okay, let me play that now. Hey, sisters. It's Niambi, and the key word to describe this episode is, damn, Marjorie done got school by lady elena on how to get a man and marjorie done already moved them with the forehead kiss on tommy damn jamie jamie done got that girl first of all by giving her armor giving her a sword and telling her to go find sansa on behalf of evil ass cersei so that's not gonna turn out well damn to that and then Locke, damn him. He done made his way going up the casters with John, looking for Bron, and Bron is right there. So none of that is going to turn out well. And my last thoughts about the episode was, damn, why I ain't seen no dragons? I hope that was short enough this time. Love you, Sister J. Love you, Sister K. Niambi is out. Thank you, Naomi, for that short-ass-y voicemail. That was now perfect. See, now, see, that was painless, wasn't it? Perfect. You got to the point, loved and it. I love the point. Loved it. You said the one word that described it for you was damn. Damn. And then, you, and then you pointed out all the that. damn uh, uh, events. So you that, that was great. You said that good, Naomi. You, you damn. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That was great, Niambi. Thank you so much. Thank you. And see, Niambi thinks also that Jamie is sent Brienne out to find Sansa for Cersei. See, ooh, I I hope not. I had no thought about that at all. I thought I was doing it because he wanted to keep her safe. Oh, damn. I won't be so pissed because he if told that's his her, reason. Protect her. He didn't say bring her back. Yeah, he said protect her. But people are thinking that it could be that he's doing it for Cersei. I hope not. I hope I, I don't hope think not. so because Brienne's not coming back to King's Landing. I don't think so either. See, I don't know. Ooh, I'd Ooh. be so upset if that's the reason. I know, I would too. Ooh, I'd be upset. I would too. Ooh, Jamie gonna be dead to me. Well, he it, already kind of dead to me. No, nah, well, he's not to me. But I just want him. If he does that. Look, I'm just liking him for now until he gets my Tyrion out of prison. <laughs> and then once Tyrion's out of prison, then we, we gone. You do, I'm through with it. All right. All right. (sighs) Okay, our next piece of feedback is also a voicemail, so let me play that now. Okay. Hi, sisters. This is Tamalo. Um, I was talking to Sister Kay, and I was asking her, does she want me to send her a list of the bastards' uh, last names of the different regions of of Westeros? So I have I got from another podcast, and they're pretty thorough, um, and they go through the books. And the list that they came up with, and I checked it, is that if you're from Dorne, your last name is Sand. If you're from the North, your last name is Snow. If you're from the Reach, your last name is Flowers. If you're from Casterly Rock, your last name is Snow. If you're from the Riverlands, you are Rivers. If you're from Stormlands, your last name is Storm. If you're from the Vale, your last name is Stone. If you're from the Iron Island, then your last name is Pike. And if you're from the Crown Lands, uh, your last name is War. Uh, the Crown Lands is where the Targaryens are supposedly originated from. So that's my voicemail for this week. Bye. Oh, thank you, 
Tamalo for that very informative voicemail. Yes, thank you, Tamalo. That's awesome. See, that was interesting to find out because I didn't know all of the different names yeah. of the bastards. For the yeah, bastards, she yeah. She did say she's a, Elias does say she's a bastard. She's a sand. A sand, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Thank you, Tamalo. Thank you, Tamalo. That's great. Awesome. Hey, I like that information like that, though, see. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, and our next um, email is from Eleanor. Hey, Eleanor. Hey, sisters, I've discovered you all after binge-watching The Walking Dead. Oh, my. Catching up and then going through withdrawal, waiting for the next episode. Like so many others, I became obsessed with your podcast and can't get enough. (laughs) After the end of The Walking Dead, I knew I had to follow you, so now I am totally hooked on Sister Speak and Them Thrones. (laughs) My family and friends are beginning to worry about me since I'm always listening to you. So much so that I often come home giving everybody the side eye. (laughs) (laughs) Giving everybody the side eye thinking there could be an intervention group at any moment. (laughs) First of all, clink clink. Yep. A quick reference to The Walking Dead last episode. I I, I think it could have been... New Year's Eve, like Joe said, because when Rick and them were about to bury their weapons outside Terminus, you could see their breath. So I would assume a cold time of year. See? Thank you, Eleanor. Well, I mean, it could be. That's what I said. It could be literal. Yeah, I didn't take it literally. Um, on to them thrones. Did anyone catch that Lady Elena's real name is Diana Rigg? Yes. The over 50 crowd might remember her as Emma Peel of the Avengers. Of course. An action pa- I didn't know that. Of course. An action- That's because you ain't old school. An action-packed TV show of the 60s. She was kicking ass and talking shit back then. Exactly. So we see she had a lot of practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, all of us old school folk know who Diana Rigg is. Oh, well, yeah. Jesus. I mean, she's done more than the Avengers. Trust the me. guy who cut off Jamie Lefty Lannister's hand is named Locke, and he is now a mole sent by B- Lord Bolton to kill Jon Snow. I know. He just volunteered to go with Jon to crash to keep. Watch your back, Jon. I know. I think it will all come to a head as Jon Snow, Locke, Bran, and the Reeds will all meet up soon. I Let's not forget that Bolton also sent Ramsay to find Bran and Rickon. No, no he, he sent, sent uh, him to... to, to uh, uh, What's it called? It, it's Mo- called Moat Kalen. Yeah. Because that's where Yara is. Yeah. He that's where the him, Ironborn are. Yeah. He sent him to another place. Right. Uh, when it comes to Bran and those mutineers that killed Mormont, to paraphrase Rick of The Walking Dead, they don't know who they're screwing with. Hope, <laughs> hope this isn't considered long ass. If so, sorry, Sister J. Eleanor from Silver Spring, Maryland. Oh, hey, Eleanor. Thank you for Thank that. Thank you, Eleanor. Eva. And no, that was just maybe teeny bit. Bitty just a tad bit borderline. Just so. a tad bit borderline. But you knew, so welcome to the family. Welcome to the family, Eleanor. <laughs> okay, and our next email is from Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. Hey, sisters. I sent some confusion over the Targaryen family tree the last couple weeks. I just want to clarify briefly on who is who. We did get this info from the show, but it's scattered over several seasons and conversations. Daenerys had two older brothers, Rhaegar and Viserys. Rhaegar was a grown man by the time of Robert's Rebellion, married to Elia of Dorne with two little kids. Danny was much younger, too young to remember Rhaegar. That's why when she met Sir Barristan, she quizzed him about what her brother was like. 
Yes, I do remember that. Part. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But that, yeah, to remember. Their father was the Mad King Eris, who Jamie killed before he could torch King's Landing. Yeah. Yes. And that's what Viserys' ass would have been like, too. The mad, yeah. another mad ass. Because he king. was crazy. He was crazy. My guess is that Eris was the same generation as Lady Elena or Tywin. I was wondering when Lady Elena said this week she was supposed to marry a Targaryen if it was actually Eris. Her description, oh. her description made me laugh so hard. It sounded just like Viserys. Haven't thought about him for a while and don't miss him. See, that's, it yeah. reminded me of Viserys also, mm-hmm. her brother. And then she says, cheers, Liz from Seattle. And then she also has a, a voicemail, it looks like. So let me play that. Okay. Thalar Morghulis, all men must die. No one lives forever. And that's why, to keep the family growing strong, don't let your voicemail get too long. Old school, new school, no exception. A long-ass email gets a bad reception. So keep it moving. Keep it short and sweet, like Sister J and the wine she drinks. Now, this is serious. It's no joke. The sisters really mean it when they read us, folks. Sister K produces like a professional, but she is not running a throne's confessional. So if you're brand new, she may say it nice, but she might get salty if you are long ass twice. It's a labor of love from week to week. So sit back, relax, and let the sisters speak. Oh, thank you, Liz, for that poem! (laughs) (laughs) You had to give you snaps! Every single season at the beginning of our season, every that is gonna be our single new little season. feedback intro for, for all of our for all of our podcasts. Ha- well, this is for Game of Thrones. Oh well, yeah, okay, but still, oh, that Liz, was awesome, Liz. That was awesome. That's the most awesome thing, and it rhymes. And it I rhymes. love rhyming. I do too. I love that. I love poetry. I go to poetry slams. Go, Woo! Liz. Go, Liz. Go Liz. Go, go, Liz. That was awesome, Love Liz. It. Woo! Love it. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Liz. Ooh, for that. that was great. That poem, we loved it. We loved it. It's going to be on every Game of Thrones podcast from now on. Everyone. Well, thank you, guys. That was the last piece of feedback, and I, I think um, y'all have done a fantastic job this week of keeping your shit short. Uh, I do appreciate it because y'all know my attention span can't take it. can't take it every week. Her so nurse can't I take do, it. I do appreciate y'all listening and actually shortening up shortening up your, your feedback. feedback. Thank you. Yeah. So for all of you who did not get your feedback in on time. <laughs> Please send it to sisterspeak at gmail.com. You can send us an email or a audio file. Uh, you can also leave a comment on our website, which is sisterspeakpodcast.com. We are on um, Twitter at underscore sister J and underscore sister K. And also Facebook at facebook.com slash sisterspeakpodcast. Yep. If you'd like, you can also call our voicemail line, which is 972 972- Seven five five one two one five. And if you call our voicemail line, keep that shit short. Well, it will make you keep it short because it cuts you off after like. Hey, it didn't cut Joseph off. 
He sent us an audio file. Oh, well, shit. So, yeah. <laughs> he dressed up alone. Now, I will say this. If you send an audio file in your email, please keep it short within less than two minutes. That way, Sister J won't read you like she done read poor Kelsey. <sighs> well, yeah, that- but as you pointed out, Joseph had fair warning on our Facebook He page. did, but I don't want you picking on him. Joseph. You, you know we love you, Joseph. I got your back, Joseph. <laughs> I got your back. We love you. We love you, Joseph. All right, that's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time. Hey, sisters, it's Rainbow from California. If the gods wanted us to have dignity, they wouldn't make us fart when we died. This is Danny without dragons in Omaha, Nebraska, and I will not become a page in someone else's history book. Greetings from the Windy City. This is MK, banner woman for House Sista, whose motto is, first of all, sisters close the drapes. This is Chocolate Bill from Costa Mesa, California. If you're not down with my sisters, they just may give a man your name. Thalar Morghulis, all men must die. No one lives forever. And that's why, to keep the family growing strong, don't let your voicemail get too long. Old school, new school, no exception. A long-ass email gets a bad reception. So keep it moving, keep it short and sweet, like Sister J and the wine she drinks. Now, this is serious. It's no joke. The sisters really mean it when they read us, folks. Sister K produces like a professional, but she is not running a throne's confessional. So if you're brand new, she may say it nice, but she might get salty if you are long ass twice. It's a labor of love from week to week. So sit back, relax, and let the sisters speak.